0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is the Week 11 Sunday Recap Show. We are hurtling into the holiday season and starting to get some uh, some semblance, some shape, some under- clarity. Some clarity. Thank you, Ryan Wilson. John Breach, would you like to use your thesaurus and provide us another word for what we're starting to get about the NFL season?
1: And I don't ha- own a Oh, you
0: couldn't Google Clarity fast enough. That's depressing. <laughs> What's up, I just fellas? admit,
1: I don't use it a thesaurus. I saw
0: you, your eyes darted down, and you started trying to type like synonyms. I,
1: I tried. You caught me. <laughs> That's why you have to watch the YouTube version so that you can see us be right. caught red handed. It's embarrassing. But you know, I
0: have a Christmas tree behind me, so I'm good. Speaking of Reddit, God, yeah, I, mean, I, I got, I need some, like, I look like I'm. My zine? Yeah. I mean, if, I'm, I'm really, if you're watching the YouTube show, it's not like I've been hanging out at Hey Dashbury. I'm really just just exhausted. Brinson looks yeah. like he just finished a
1: Fortnite Bender in Vegas with the Carr brothers.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, let's get to it, <laughs> shall we? Um, so we start, of course, with the Sunday night football game as we do every week. And what a thrilling game it was. 35-31. The Chiefs emerged victorious. They moved to 9-1. The Raiders fall to 6-4. Kansas City likely wrapping up the AFC West with this victory, which, and here's a a shocking statistic for you, that was, according to uh, Adam uh, uh, T-shirt, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it was the first ever go-ahead Touchdown pass by Patrick Mahomes in in two minutes or less in his career. How is that possible? I find that very hard. How did the Super Bowl <laughs> no? Yeah. Maybe it's regular season. I don't know. Damien Williams scored the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I think it- maybe they just get down to the one and they always run it in. I don't know. Anyway, uh Mahomes, Derek Before Carr. Where they blow everyone out. Yeah. Derek Carr marched the Raiders down the field for a go ahead touchdown but left a minute and 43 seconds on the clock, and yeah, no. You leave Patrick Mahomes that much time, he's probably going to march down to the other side of the field. He's going to score, and they did it easily. Patrick Kelsey was wide open, like crazy wide open. Mahomes finished
2: Waller wide open.
0: Yeah, a lot of bad defense in this game. Mahomes finished 34-45 for 348 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Clyde Edwards-Elair had 14 carries for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 127 yards and a score, while Tyree Kill had 11 catches for 102 yards and a score. This is an offensive, you know, it was a, it was a score fest. Um, I got to tell you. on
2: Bell actually scored a touchdown for the first time this year.
0: For either team, the Jets or the Chiefs. I got to tell you, though, what the Chiefs did was sort of unsurprising and very Chiefs-like. The story for me in this game is how well Derek Carr has played this year and how well he played on Sunday night and how badly I'm probably going to get roasted with a bunch of receipts that his...
2: This is the receipt sign if you're watching on YouTube.
0: So, Darren... I don't know why Darren Carr and Josina Anderson are having a Twitter conversation about why Josina thinks that Derek Carr is great. Whatever. Either way, Darren said, I've got the receipts. So, he's got a big old file of receipts... For when that he's gonna shove and I don't know, like he's gonna start up like a
1: hundred percent chance he's printed out every single one of Brinson's tweets that Brinson's ever had about Derek Carr. I mean, that's a given, right?
0: Is he gonna like? Is he gonna start like a car takes exposed Twitter account? Like, what's gonna happen here? He's gonna release one
1: or two tweets every day from you for the next four years. (laughs) And then when Derek Carr wins the MVP of the Super Bowl in each Super Bowl for the next four years, uh, he's gonna the, the whole Carr family's gonna get the last laugh.
0: I'm pretty adamant about not deleting old tweets. Like, I'll delete. I mean, like, if, you know, if it's something I said that I don't think I've never really had to delete a bunch of old tweets. Um, if it's something good, you, pretty, one you deleted, uh, whatever, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, um, if like if I, you know, I, I, I try not to delete old tweets, like, unless I have to and for whatever different reasons. But, um, I, there's definitely a really bad draft tweet about Derek Carr out there, and I'm sure there's a lot of bad tweets about Derek Carr out there in general. Uh, but the thing is. In, when, you, when you cover the NFL, when you analyze football or any sport, you have to be willing to adjust your analysis. Like, I was dead set on the idea that John Gruden coming back wasn't going to work. And I've said repeatedly on this podcast that I was dead wrong on that. John Gruden is a really good coach. He's been a fantastic play caller. They have to figure out some things with defense. I don't know if they have necessarily all the right talent in place to be a true Super Bowl contender. But I think more than anything, like now, several years into John Gruden's system, and Al Michaels and Chris Collins were talked about this on Sunday night, Derek Carr was willing to be completely rebuilt by John Gruden and the results are – the dividends are tremendous. He looks awesome. He's making smart decisions. He's throwing the ball down the field. His teammates didn't help him out a whole bunch, and there were a ton of drops. He was pretty close to perfect on on Sunday night, and it still wasn't enough because that's just life in Patrick Mahomes' division.
2: They scored 40 points when these teams met in Week 5. They scored 31 points on Sunday night in a really close game that came down to Patrick Mahomes winning at the end. I do wonder, like, it does seem like the cars are super sensitive, but it's one thing. Like, maybe they don't care about the draft takes because everyone has stupid draft takes at one time or another. But I would imagine, like, at some point, I would start holding grudges if, like, okay, you accused me of crying on the field.
0: It looked like he was crying. I don't really think he was crying. I think they're mad that people call Derek Carr a check down artist. I don't but, see that. Well, the, I mean, it, it, this is what
1: happens, though, is that the Raiders will, will play bad for a couple seasons then have one great season and everybody's like, Oh, you were so wrong about Derek Carr. Like the prior seasons never happened. I mean, this team went four and 12, two years ago, they went seven and nine last year. This isn't like Derek Carr has been on the cusp of winning the MVP award every year since he's been drafted in 2014. He maybe has one season in there uh, where he was a viable MVP candidate. But other than that, he hasn't proven like the Raiders haven't won a playoff game. It's not like they're out there even regular making the postseason. So I think your criticism is fair, but as you're saying, it's also fair to say that he's looks like a completely different quarterback this year. I mean, he looks fantastic. And you know what the crazy thing is, is if these two teams were to meet in the wild card round, which is completely the Raiders get the seventh seed, the Chiefs get the second seed, completely plausible. I'm not 100 percent convinced the Chiefs would win. That's how close these Raiders Chiefs games have been this year.
0: Raiders two zero right oh against the spread so far. Obviously, they right come. now the Chiefs are number two, and the and the Raiders are
2: number seven. So.
0: That's entirely plausible. Uh, The Raiders have coming up on their schedule, the Falcons on 11-29. Is this today, the 22nd? That sounds right. Sure. Sure. Um, The Falcons, the Jets, Colts, Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos. One tough game. Yeah, I mean, I think the Chargers will give them problems and the Broncos are a little... The, chief, the thing is, if the if
2: the Raiders had found a way to win that game, the Chiefs' schedule would have set up as such where the
0: Raiders would have a chance to win the division. Yeah, yeah, it would have been really spicy. Uh, as as it sits, so, though, I think with the Falcons, the Falcons, we'll get to them in a minute, the Jets, we'll get to them in a minute. I mean, they, those teams aren't very good. Uh, the Dolph... We'll get to the Dolphins in a minute, too. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> about the Dolphins. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think if the Raiders lost... If the Raiders went three and three down the stretch, would that be disappointing? And would they get in the playoffs?
1: I don't know if three and three is getting it. That's nine and seven. And so we've been talking about that. That's why I didn't last week. We talked about the Patriots getting the playoffs. And I I just don't think nine and seven is getting in, in the AFC because of you look at, there's already six teams that have seven wins. So, best case scenario, nine and seven is getting that seven slot, but I, I, I think even that slot is going to take 10 wins because you have the Dolphins, Ravens, and Raiders at, at seven, eight, nine with six wins.
0: But if you get to 10 wins, you feel comfortable you're in the playoffs, yeah, right? that's right. Okay, so I mean I, the Raiders will be favored in uh, probably five of those six games.
2: Right, I think so.
0: Yeah, so I mean they, they, they should probably go four and two. They're playing well, and you know, when you look at their losses, they have the Chiefs they got blown out by the Buccaneers one, one score loss to the bills and uh, got blown out by the Patriots. Like there are no really embarrassing losses for this team. So yeah. We'll
1: and, and that Dolphins game will be huge because they already have a win over the Browns. So if you have wins over the Browns and Dolphins, two teams right neck and neck with you, boom, yeah. you know, then you're in the tiebreaker advantages. So
0: one more question on Derek Carr. This ha- I was, well, I was just in a chat, uh, like a, a Twitter group chat and, um,
1: with Derek Carr's family. Yeah.
0: And the question was thrown out. was like, where would you rank Derek Carr in terms of quarterbacks this year? Just to, not like taking him for the long haul, but just like just in terms of 2020.
2: He is top 10 in value per play. Oh, for sure. I, As a starting point.
0: Yes. I think the answer is like six. Like, who are you He's taking? Gonna... Ab- who are you taking above him? Mahomes, obviously. Russell, obviously. Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Justin Herbert? Yes. Probably. Um, uh, Ryan, here's gonna... my question for you. Ben Roethlisberger?
2: Yeah, so I would have to I have to visualize Derek Carr in the Steelers' offense. And the reason the Steelers' offense is so good is because Roethlisberger, who couldn't beat anyone in the foot race, even people with no legs, is that he just gets the ball out quickly. And I don't know if Derek Carr is equipped to do that in that type of offense. Like, he does really well. So that's a tough question. But I think on some random team, maybe, maybe Derek Carr, it, it'd be close, 51-49. If, if
0: you flipped Kyler Murray and Derek Carr, Kyler Murray's way better, right?
2: I'm taking Derek Carr with Kyler Murray right now.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. I would take, I would, I think Derek Carr's been a better quarterback than Kyler Murray, but I think Kyler Murray's been, I, but I would prefer Kyler Murray. If that makes sense. Well, look at it this way: like the what about Josh what, Allen, Josh Allen. I would take Josh Allen, but it's close. It's very close. Yeah, he's played great. There's what no about Br- Tom Brady or Derek Carr? Just for yeah. just for how they played this year.
1: Yeah, I mean that's close. I think Tom I think Brady think
0: hasn't blown my hair back. Tom Brady's had some really high moments, some really low moments. Same with Josh Allen. I'm probably winning Derek Carr on that one.
2: I might be. And the Tom Brady argument. That's pretty crazy. So write those down as receipts, Darren. Yeah, yeah Darren,
0: come. Subscribe to the podcast, Darren, David. I, that's what I wanted to tweet when that meme of like Derek Carr, like like staring out. I wanted to tweet like, I'm gonna be so friggin' high on my brother's power rankings this week. Oh, I was like high on what? Yeah, no, like on life. Brinson,
1: we're gonna lose like uh, 50 Raiders fan subscribers who hate listening to the podcast for all your Derek Carr insults. <laughs> yeah. Now they're not there anymore. They're just like, we're done. We uh, are we? Six.
0: Are we worried about the Chiefs' defense?
2: No, I say it every week. There, there aren't very many good teams and the good defenses aren't. I mean, the good defenses this year aren't great. And I think they are playing
1: better this year than they did last year, by and large. They got hot at the right time.
0: At, this, at this time, that's probably, well, at this time of the year, that's probably right.
1: And one thing I'll say real quick that we've talked about how the, the, the Saints are a bad matchup for the Buccaneers. Well, the Chiefs have only given up more than 20 points twice this season, both against the Raiders. So as long as they can avoid the Raiders, I think their defense looks okay. It just seems like John Gruden gets that offense in a role he knows how to attack the chief's defense and so uh, kansas city struggles with that so as long as they stay away from uh vegas i think they'll be
0: okay well and the raiders have a really good offensive line that like that i'm not i didn't want to bring that up and talk about Derek Carr because you don't want to take away from him but that helps i mean having a great offensive line is really important so you know um, i'll also say this
2: um uh, Patrick Mahomes is the runaway MVP and he's played some of the most boring football we've seen for Patrick Mahomes. Like <laughs> he's not even getting your attention, really. Like, uh, okay, I get it. Oh, he only has two is he, interceptions. Is he the runaway yeah. MVP? He has two interceptions. Both it against three. Nine and one. And he makes it look so like every everyone else is like gritting and grinding to be the MVP. And he's like out there doing the moonwalk, like, you know, breakdancing, having a good old time, drinking a Slurpee. Like, if we took
1: of... a poll on Twitter, how many people do you think? Would say yes if you said, "Do you think Patrick Mahomes is a score touchdown on that last drive?" Like everyone would say yes. It'd be hundred yeah. percent, right? Like no one thought the Chiefs weren't scoring. And once again, a-
0: it was it was effortless. It wasn't like he was even trying. Uh, so Mahomes at William Hill has moved from to, he was two to one last week. We advised people, I believe we advised people all throughout the week, like bet on Mahomes if you if you want to bet on MVP if it race, bet on it right now. Uh, he is minus one fifteen. I don't even mind taking him at that value.
2: Yeah, who's going to beat him?
0: So the other candidates to potentially catch him are Russell Wilson at three to one, Aaron Rodgers four and a half to one, Kyler Murray fifteen to one, Big Ben eighteen to one. Now I think if Kyler and the Cardinals won the NFC West, there would be a case to be made. I think people will want to push for Russell Wilson if the Seahawks win the MVP. But my two
2: favorite bets are Patrick Mahomes and Ben Roethlisberger in terms of value. I would agree with that. Big Ben, Big Ben's never had a vote either. He can get a sympathy vote. What I was saying before I got sidetracked with Patrick Holmes is this Chiefs team offensively isn't even, they haven't hit their stride yet. Like there was a game against the Bills where they ran the ball 46 times. There was a, a game, the game after that, they had to rely on the defense and the special teams. So once they start doing what they're doing full time, forget about it. The Raiders had to play
0: two perfect games, one, one and barely lost
2: the other. Yeah.
0: I, I don't even, I mean, I don't disagree. I've, <laughs> they're really good. All right. Uh, we go to that game. I think so. Right. Mm-hmm. Andy
1: Reed off, off, the, off the bye. bye. Andy Reed. off the, the buy. Okay, now we're done. Okay, good job.
0: Good call, Breach. Let's move along. 19-3. An, and three. I don't know
2: if he said that. He's 19-3 off the buy. Nineteen, 19 three off the buy. Two, forget.
0: Let's move along to the uh, After America's Game of the Week of the Year of the Century. Troy Buck and, Troy, uh, Troy Troy and Buck. Joe Buck were in Indianapolis, a place I haven't visited in such a long time. I miss Indianapolis. You it's, been, no, it's, been, it's been years <laughs> now. Uh Colts 34, Packers 31 in overtime. Yeah, my Colts emerged victorious over Pete's Packers. And uh Colts covered, of course, barely, but they won by three points in overtime on a Rodrigo Blankenship field goal. To um I I don't uh I feel like that could be a Super Bowl matchup.
1: I don't think that that's crazy. Oh, these two
2: guys got gotcha. you. I, I was trying to, I thought you meant the winner of the Colts. I was trying to figure out who they're going to play.
0: Uh, no, like I think. Th-
2: I don't know. Here's the thing: the Colts are really good, and when Phillip Rivers is playing at a B level or better, that takes the pressure off that oh, defense. Board. I know what I was going to ask.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't want to take like a like a victory lap or anything, but, or pat myself on the back. But I mean, I feel like at least an apology from you guys could be warranted for. Uh, the manner in which you disrespected Philip Rivers and his level of play before the season and at times during the season. Who would you rather have, Philip Rivers playing on this team or Derek Carr? I mean, do you, Derek Carr's been better this year. He's, he's also just young. I didn't know you, you'd be willing to concede that. Yes, I apologize. That doesn't
1: sound like an apology, Ryan. Yeah.
0: I just said I apologize. How do you apologize?
1: Uh, well, Do you not use the word apology in the by apology? saying another quarterback's better? You
0: don't. You don't passively aggressively rip the quarterback through.
1: I picked the Colts to go to the AFC title game. I thought they were going to be good this year. I um, this I clean.
0: don't these AFC these title game you predictions know, don't don't need to be brought up ever again. You oh
1: you got to bring them up every single week, Prince. Yeah, I picked the Packers. To go I
0: was it. all I've been on Philip Rivers' bandwagon
1: since 2001 when he was at NC State, and no one else was he at NC State in 2001. Yeah, yeah, well done. Um. Here is a fun fact for you though, Packers coach Matt LaFleur has only lost tw- since he's coached Green Bay. The Packers have only lost two games to AFC teams. Philip Rivers was the quarterback in both games.
0: That is crazy. Last year, the Chargers. Chargers Rivers, fun
1: fact.
2: Here's another crazy fact. Do you know how um, the
0: Packers lost the ball in overtime? Mm. Marcos Valdez Scantling fumbled it.
2: Now, do you think Will Fuller would have fumbled that ball? <laughs>
0: Fun fact, did you know that Marcus Valdes-Scantling went to NC State? Um, he also got, he tweeted that he got death threats from people over that fumble. I cannot stress this enough. If you tweet a death threat or a go die or kill yourself, anything like that to a, to an athlete over the outcome of a game or the way that they played, you're a subhuman. And you don't deserve to have social media. You don't really deserve to have oxygen, to be perfectly frank. Don't do that. If you've ever done it, like we've all done stupid things, and I get it. But if you're listen, if you're a young, like if you're a young person listening to this, and you're, you've ever considered doing that, or you like get angry and you t- don't do it, it is ter- terrible. It is a horrible human thing to do. Additionally, he doesn't even get to drop it if he doesn't make an incredible catch at midfield to get him to overtime in the first place. Vadascaling was good in this game.
1: What is and wrong? With tweet this? mean things. Tweet something like, "I hope your toilet clogs up tonight." You know, something like that is mean spirited, but you're not wishing ill on anyone. That's you can actually, still be mean. It's okay. Right. It's Twitter. Everybody expects everyone to be mean. And that's something
2: that Marquez Valdez Scantling could actually read and probably laugh at. Yeah. Just because it's not trying to wish. Him I think again. that
0: would boost his spirits, to be perfectly frank.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that, that catch by Marquez Valdez Scantling, uh, I think it was fourth down, right? Uh, it was third down. Third and long yeah. from their own inside their own 10 or whatever. It was a fantastic throw. But you, you can't let Aaron Rodgers do that. You had him pinned dead to rights. And at that point you thought it was gonna be like a Patrick Mahomes situation where the game was over. Yeah. But um you Well,
0: know. you know, and Rodgers uh got down there and actually spiked the ball with like fifty seconds left unnecessarily, and they lost it down because of that. Like he should that have run a play that, be- that
2: was a hate spike. Directed towards Matt Lafleur just because Matt Lafleur calls something else, he's like, "I'm just gonna spike
0: it." I yeah. get. I mean, if he hadn't spiked it, they would have run a play, and they would have had plenty of time left, and they wouldn't have gotten to a situation. They would have had an extra down instead of having to kick it on fourth and three. Uh, a couple of thoughts from this game: one, Jonathan Taylor finally played well for the first time in a few weeks. Twenty-two carries, ninety yards. That's a big deal. If you Huge. think if you think the Colts can be an impact team because they need to have a feature running back, like I. I I think Rivers has played really well this year, but he can't carry this team to a Super Bowl or any sort of playoff run just with just him. Although, I mean, again, like he's played really well. I just think they need to have that running game. To, it, that foundation helps Rivers play much better. Uh two, what a hot, hot mess the Colts were trying to close that game out. I yeah, it, I didn't see it, but I heard there were a ton of penalties. There must have been nine penalties on 11 plays. A lot of holding
1: penalties. And and it was insane because all they had to do, you know, they're up 31 to 28 and they, they could not get out of their own way to keep the clock running. Uh, it was just, and the thing was, The team was so well coached, and the offense was such a well-oiled machine for the first uh, 57 minutes of the game. They were going up and down the field. They were scoring at will, even though they were getting field goals instead of touchdowns. But they really weren't having many issues moving the ball on the Packers' defense. And then all of a sudden, it was just like this total mental meltdown, and they couldn't run out the clock. It was just—it was insane.
0: So they—they had a uh, Green Bay went for it on fourth and one at Indy's 34. And didn't get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, at that point, Indianapolis took over. Rivers hits Marcus Johnson for 14 yards. Uh, Taylor runs up the middle. It's defensive offside. So that Like first, there were a bunch of Green Bay penalties. Then there was another too many men on the field. So that's 10 free yards. Like the 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 Colts even have to run a play, and they got two. Like they got a free first down out of it. Um, then Jonathan Taylor runs uh, runs up the middle, holding. Jonathan Taylor right side holding. Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins at the middle. Illegal motion. Rivers uh, on third and nineteen. Rivers completes a pass to Wilkins for fifteen yards. They go for it on fourth down. He converts it to Naheem Hines, so they got first down. Green Bay's takes its first timeout. So like at that at that third and nineteen, Green Bay's used no timeouts. No clock has no clock has been burned. There's multiple uh whole like holding calls. They have gone from uh they they've gone from green where, where where they were at Green Bay's. Forty, forty-two, 42 and they've gone all the way back to their own 49 so they're down at green Bay's 23 they run taylor holding rivers incomplete so the clock stops taylor right side uh they run taylor again holding toward they run jordan wilkins i mean like they run jordan wilkins green bay timeout number two rivers sacked uh fumbled christian kirksey takes it the other way that's overturned and then They finally just, they punt the ball. Rodgers goes incomplete, incomplete, and then deep ball to Marcus Valdez. It was, watching it live, it felt like my TV was glitching. (laughs) And then it was just running the same play over and over again with just flag, flag, flag. And it was was bad to watch. So that's a little bit of a concern, I guess, because that felt a little chargery. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and and they kept
0: throwing the ball. Yeah, like close the game out, man. Like, what is wrong with you people? But they're going to win. They'd
2: one of the best teams in the NFL, and they're 7 and 3. I mean, so again, those are things you can, those are not easy fixes, but it's not like you have to fix to the right side of your offensive line and, and your defense can't cover anyone.
0: Of all the predictions, my boldish predictions that I made, huh. um, I think Colts, not that I think the Colts are like the favorite to win the Super Bowl or anything like that, but I feel like, I feel pretty, Yeah, you know, like the Lions thing looks idiotic. Um, well, it does. The Colts, but, like, I feel like I, I called the Colts correctly. Like, I don't think a lot of people thought the Colts would be good, and I feel, I feel like I correctly – Well, I think
2: like, for the same reasons that no one knew about the Steelers. The quarterback, that's a sure. huge question mark. And, you know, Phil was played better than I thought he would. I'll give him that. Sorry. Sorry once again, Phil. It's
0: okay. Um, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. That's something I wanted to note. And the last two years of wide receivers that have been drafted, holy cow, yeah, Pittman's great. I mean, Michael Pittman's a stud. Like these two groups are just. Who did the Packers draft again? <laughs> Aaron Chet. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, did they take Pittman at the top of the second round? Yeah. Yeah. Is right? the Jets pick? The Jets maybe because they had two second round picks. They got Taylor and they got Pittman. It was the Jets pick? No, it was, it was Washington's pick from the, uh, from the uh, Dwayne Haskins trade up. Yeesh. Yeesh. Indeed. Nice. Also, um, the
1: Colts' defense totally legit. They totally shut down Aaron Jones, and they, you know, the Packers had to put this game on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. And obviously, he came through for the most part. And also, like, what in the heck happened? The were the Packers' footballs covered in Crisco because it wasn't just caught as scantling with the fumble. They had three lost fumbles, which was just crazy to see because they're usually so good with their ball security, and all of a sudden they're just losing fumbles left and right.
2: Yeah, Aaron Rodgers actually had a pretty bad interception, which he typically doesn't do uh, as well. But again, that's that wasn't the
0: reason they lost. Uh, well, and finally, we're gonna move on from this game uh, a little bit longer. Than we wanted to in this particular game, but it was an important game. Yeah, I had to talk about Phillip to about make you apologize, right? Uh, I think I might start betting the Colts second half. Uh, noted Troy and Joe noted in this game, and something I hadn't thought about, but. Uh, Matt Eberflus has done a really good job adjusting at halftime. The last two games, I mean, they cannot shut down the Titans uh, in the second they half. And the
2: Titans and the Packers scored 28 points in the first half.
0: They sh- they shut down the Packers completely in the second half. So that I think that's something to watch f- moving forward because that's a huge deal. If you have a defensive if you have a defensive coordinator who can make massive adjustments and lock down the other team's offense in the second half, that's yep. that's a big big deal. Matt Diboflis will probably be getting some interviews this offseason, I would guess, based on his team's defensive performance. Okay. Saints and Falcons. Saints 24, Falcons 9. The Saints covered easily. And, of course, we have to start by asking, what would you think about Taysom Hill, Ryan? At
2: first, he started off slowly. And I was like, oh, boy, how bad must Jameis have been at practice last week that they're willing to roll out this guy? Tim Tebow 2.0, but he started playing better yeah. and you know, he got better as the game went on. He made some throws down the field. Um, Manny Sanders didn't help him with that stupid drop that luckily was not overturned because he was down. Um, and he, you know, he, the throw was actually terrible. Now I think about it it was like an arm punt. Manny Sanders came back. That was, was the worst like pass attempt you'll ever see. He, right. he finished yeah.
0: 18 to 23, 233 yards, 10 carries, 51 yards, two rushing touchdowns.
2: But I thought, I actually thought that, when they announced Taysom Hill as the starter, I thought Taysom Hill would play one series they'd bring Jameis in. It was just to be <laughs> annoying <laughs> too. for the Falcons' game planning efforts. Nope, they left Taysom in there, and maybe maybe they game planned for Jameis, and they still wasted time the Falcons did. Um, but the Falcons are a mess. They're struggling to score points. Um, Matt Ryan took a beating. And I think if we see anything close to what we saw last year with Teddy Bridgewater in terms of Taysom Hill and or Jameis filling in for Drew Brees, this is the best team in the NFC the best the best Fooches do i
0: stutter i don't think it's close yeah why what do you question they swept the bucks the seahawks don't have a defense unless they're suddenly coming around and they lost to the packers yeah but well, i would i the s- packers are in the nfc
2: there's only one undefeated team and i'm nuts
0: but i would suggest that what we've seen from the saints the last two weeks and is maybe the most one of the most important developments in the NFL is that this uh, this defense might be good, Again, good. That's right because the defense has been bad and this has been the case I, I I think we sort of discussed this as a thing to look for I hope we did I, we say I mean we talked for so many friggin hours on this podcast I don't know everything I say but I know I've said it somewhere that we probably didn't need to judge defenses until after midseason because of just because of the offseason and all the all of 2020. And I think we're starting to see that in some cases, where defenses like the Saints, maybe the Seahawks, maybe the Bills,
1: or yeah, sorry.
2: more Seahawks and Bills, I think. Well, I, the I Saints'
1: agree. defense is on a roll. They've only given up uh, eight point three points per game over the past three
0: weeks. That's it's literally like the point.
1: Yeah, you're the one that wasn't sure about the Saints being good. Yeah. I wasn't. I just said the Packers exist. That's all. That doesn't mean the Saints aren't good. Were the Packers still on Sunday? They didn't play an NFC team, and we were talking about the best team in the NFC. Taysom, I
2: pressed, no. pressed yeah! the Taysom, Taysom Hill was the quarterback for the Saints, and he won a football game. Yeah,
1: that is true. You know what, though? You know who didn't have a catch in this game? Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I think that's the first time in his career. But but also, right. it shows that, you know, I'm sure Kamara's like, God, I wish Drew Brees was playing when I had 10 catches and 15 targets. Uh, you know, and, and Taysom Hill... Didn't feel forced to, you know, feed his running back. Some quarterbacks might do that, making their first start, and he just played his own game. I mean, he threw in the two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Ryan, you said you thought he got better as the game went on, and I absolutely agree with that. I mean, the Saints, I think they can win two or three more games with Taysom
0: Hill. Sean Payton now six and zero with his backup quarterbacks the last two years. I mean, he—I don't know if he gets it. I don't know if he gets the necessary credit he deserves for what a good coach he is. You're muted, Ryan. And uh, what would you say?
2: He is basically the Patrick Mahomes of coaching. Like we don't take him seriously because he's been so good for so long.
0: That's I. That's not a. That's not a crazy idea. One Super Bowl each. And By the way,
2: when you're muted on Zoom and you start talking, Zoom says, "Hey, dummy, you're you're muted." Oh, dude, that's kind of cool. I, good, good
0: job, mom. Zoom. Um, I would also say that Sean Payton, epic level Twitter troll. Yeah, but I mean. You can you can explain it now. So he tweet, he retweeted. basically Roddy White was trash talking Taysom Hill, and he went and retweeted him, and that's like his top tweet. But then, uh, Dov Kleiman had like pointed out a different tweet that I hadn't seen it. I, I know, or maybe I'd seen and forgotten about it. Some Falcons fan was talking smack to him, and was like, "Why don't you go back watch Netflix and like hole up in your house?" He was like, and he like listed some good shows, and the way he did it, it spelled out twenty eight to three. And then Houston. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's
2: legitimately funny. That's that's great. Like clapping back at Roddy White. I don't know if that's worth it. That's I mean, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, how do you want your coach like tweeting all the time? Like,
1: yes, you do. You yes, want him to yes, be yes. A, as I want arrogant. Him dancing in the locker room. And, tweeting. and awesome as possible. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Do you want your that. coach
2: to be Will Brinson is what you're saying?
1: Sean, I think Sean Payton and I would be friends. Sean Payton might be better at Twitter than he is at coaching. And he's good at coaching. All
0: right. I think Sean Payton and I could be drinking buddies and it would. What would Sean Payton say to that? I think Sean Payton would agree. Hypothetically speaking, if I'd ever been drinking with Sean Payton, I think he would agree.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah, the Taysom Hill experiment, I I, I I was with you. I thought they were going to go with Jameis. I thought they did, and Jameis didn't play. There was a report he, he, from Ian. Jameis seemed fine with it. <laughs> well, there's a report from Ian Rappaport uh, before the games that Sean Payton wants to find out what he has in Taysom Hill. That actually makes a little bit of sense.
2: Why? Yeah, but I mean, you're doing it when you're seven and two or whatever they were six and two coming into this game. That's a huge risk. It's pretty. That's a little league. you think of your opponent. That's a little <laughs> you think of the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs>
0: that's pretty bad. Uh, does this game in any way damage the notion that Raheem Morris could land the Falcons job?
2: That's something that you talk about. I I would be Lock looking and
0: Four reported on Sunday.
2: Yeah, well you were talking about it weeks ago. I would be looking for something new and different and fresh. And that's I for mean, every.
0: I, I agree. I think and I it think definitely hiring... doesn't
1: help your case if you lose to a divisional rival who started a running back at quarterback,
0: <laughs> tight end technically, tight end. Um, Matt Ryan was awful. Nineteen of thirty-seven, two thirty-two, no touchdowns, two picks. I mean, they invest in the offensive line; it just they don't protect him. It's not working. It's he gets sacked eight times. Julio Jones, two catches, thirty-nine yards. He was a little banged up in that as well. Oh, they kicked three field goals. That was the extent of their offense. That is a problem. Just made Breach happy and no one else.
1: All in the first half. Their offense actually moved pretty well in the first half. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's the Saints adjustments or the Falcons just gave up, but uh, they didn't do I anything in the second I half need, offensively. No. All right, what's next?
0: Titans 30, Ravens 24. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. What's shocking about this, and I, I guess I knew it because I was watching football all day, but I don't think I have totally realized it. The Titans were down 21 to 10 in the third quarter. And the Ra- and they came back against the Ravens. That is the most concerning thing about this game, of anything to me, because that's what the Ravens don't. That's their whole thing is they don't let you come back. They put their foot on your throat, they they squeeze you, and they they finish you off. And the Titans storm back on them. So I would ask you on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you how worried are you about the a Lamar like Lamar Jackson and B the Ravens making the playoffs?
2: I'm a seven and a half. What do you breach? Uh
1: I am with Lamar Jackson, I'm a six, and with the playoffs, I'm a six and a half.
0: I'm a nine. Those, I'm at am a nine point nine on my worrying about this Ravens to win the AFC North oh, bet yeah. I made right. in the couple of weeks. They're right
2: ahead. now on the outside looking in with the playoffs. Breach mentioned the six and four teams when we were talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are seventh, seventh seed currently. Then it's the Ravens and then the Dolphins. So Dolphins and, and Ravens on the outside looking in right now. And a big issue, you talk about letting teams come back in. The other part of that is that the offense has been straight up doo-doo, and they're not helping the defense keep teams from coming back. And this is not anything original. The, the problem is that Derrick Henry might get up to a slow start, but no one wants to tackle him in the fourth quarter, and especially overtime. And if you get to that point and it's close, you, you're going to lose. Because you're not tackling Derrick Henry. You don't feel like it. You don't want to break your forearm and your shin bones or whatever else it takes to tackle him. And we we saw him first of all, AJ Brown pulled a Derrick Henry earlier in the game when he drug ten people into the end zone. And then Derrick Henry did the Derrick Henry in overtime to win it. And Lamar Jackson looks terrible. Like there's no other way to say it. Marquise Brown has not been very good. Lamar Jackson's missing open throws. And I don't know what the fix is if you're Roman, uh if
1: you're Greg Roman. Start running the triple option. By the way, a uh, great stat.
0: Great stat from um, our uh, our research team at CBS Sports. Derrick Henry from November to January since 2018, uh, like they bolted it. He loves this time of year. 19.7 carries per game, 113.3 rush yards per game, 5.8 yards per rush, and 26 rushing touchdowns in both the regular season and postseason. The Titans are uh i think a scary team again but on the lamar front i why you know we we complain that sean payton keeps trotting It's like why why are you trying to make the like as breach said i stole this for twitter why are you trying to make fetch happen like with Taysom hill like why are the ravens trying to configure lamar as this passing offense in this passing offense on the fly like what
2: now is it a function that teams have sort of figured out the defensive things and uh, the the running game things and, and forced them to throw the ball? I don't. I think, don't
0: know. No, because they ran the ball down the Patriots' throats early in that game. They ran the ball they down ran the up,
2: ch- all over the Steelers in the first half.
0: They ran over the. They destroyed the Steelers in the run game. They ran down the Chiefs' throats on the on that Monday night game on the first series, and they just abandoned it. I I think that you put this on Greg Roman, but I don't know if there's like an edict from Harbaugh or like. Eric but the, the reality is
2: that Lamar Jackson is not playing anywhere near the level he was a year ago. No. That's it, the other issue. So you can't trot out RG3 and expect to get Lamar Jackson 2019 results. He
0: was, he was 17 to 29 for 186 yards, one touchdown, and an interception.
1: And the interception came in the third quarter when it, it, it kind of jump started the Titans' comeback. Yeah. Because Baltimore was up 21 to 10, like you mentioned. And they took, the, a, they took a kill shot. Tennessee, right. Tennessee went down, kicked the field, goal, cut at 21 13, and the Ravens' next possession, boom, picked by Lamar. Tennessee goes down, gets another field goal. Now it's 21 16. As Ryan said, once you get later in the game and it's closer and you have Derrick Henry on your team, you're probably going to win. So all you do is keep beating him. That's going to wear down the defense. That's going to keep the opposing offense off the field. And that's kind of the recipe for victory for the Titans. So it, it is feel like that this team is being dragged down. Lamar's kind of dragging them down because it feels like the coaching staff doesn't know what to do. And I don't know if you can blame Greg Roman or if you blame Lamar Jackson. I mean, the fact that we're two weeks, three weeks out from when Lamar said, we're too predictable on offense. I'm sure Greg Roman wanted to say, well, that's because uh, your skill set this year isn't as big as your skill set last year. So you kind of box me in on what we can call. So like they could have started this, you know, whole thing in the media, but obviously it didn't because Greg Roman's not going to say about Lamar Jackson, but it just seems that uh, you know, obviously Lamar's not playing as well as he did last year.
2: Also worth noting, Clayus Campbell didn't play. Um, Brandon Williams, Williams didn't out play, so that that's a huge. I mean, they. Out. I mean,
0: if they don't have Brandon Williams, Clayus Campbell, and Ronnie Stanley, that's a, it's also, I mean, noteworthy. Yeah, but even before those
2: guys went out, Lamar wasn't Lamar.
0: You know what else is noteworthy? That we don't we don't say enough about the decision to take Hollywood Brown as the first wide receiver in an epic wide receiver class, and he hadn't been good. Yeah. He's and like a worse Miko Hardman.
2: This has been the Ravens MO for 20 years. They draft wide receivers and they just can't seem to, they've drafted a bunch of kids this year as well. And later rounds, they drafted miles Boykin in the second round last year. And you know, when I talked to Vinny Serrato who does radio now in, in Baltimore, the longtime Redskin former Redskins. Oh,
0: put it in the jar, in yeah. the jar baby.
2: GM, uh, who's a Notre Dame alum, Have he always says,
0: "Have you just given says, up? Have you just given up on the, the, the Well, he
2: actually was the Washington football team. This the, the term the term I use. He was their their general manager.
0: Well, that's fine. You don't call the Titans the Oilers.
2: Well, but Bob Phillips was the Oilers head coach. He wasn't the Titans coach. That's fair. Yeah, but I I, I didn't mean. Oh, that. Ho, ho. <laughs> but my point is, here is what he says to me when I talk to him about because he knows I'm a Steelers homer. He goes, "We took the wrong one," and he means. Miles Boykin, as opposed to Chase Claypool, wide receivers from Notre Dame. And wait, imagine Chase Claypool. No, no. no. He's saying the Ravens took the wrong one. The Ravens. Chase took Claypool is a
0: rookie. Miles Boykin second year.
2: Yeah, but still, the the Notre Dame.
0: Uh, oh, Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, sorry
2: he's sorry. a Notre Dame guy, and yeah. Chase Claypool running nine routes on that on that team would probably help a little more than Miles Boykin. That's. My
0: I mean, name. any one of the Steelers wide receivers would be the number one wide receiver. Deontay okay. Johnson. Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, maybe James Washington would be the number one wide receiver. Think about it this way. Dez Bryant got four targets on Sunday. Five. Four catches. Dez Bryant. Bryant!
2: That's how bad I mean, it is. Mark Andrews is number one. Willie Sneed, you could argue, is the number two wide receiver in terms of targets. And then they got Dez Bryant out there pretending to be Anquan Bolden and they're throwing him the ball as much as they can.
0: I think, I think that's a big factor. I mean, that's what Tennessee did to them last year in the playoffs is basically eliminate... Like, all right, look, ain't throwing to the tight ends. We ain't letting you get loose in the run. You know, Hunter
2: Henry's not Hunter Henry. Uh, Hayden Hurst is gone, and then um, Nick Boyle got hurt. So they have one tight end. And they're a tight end heavy team, and that tight end happens to be their their best, one of
0: their best players. That Hayden Hurst trade might have hurt them. Um, how? What's the Titans' ceiling?
1: Uh, breach. I mean, I think the Titans can beat anyone, but they can also lose to anyone. I mean. We remember they beat the Bills 42 to 16. They stopped the Bills. Nobody's beaten the Bills like that. But then, you know, did they, they, lose bar- they barely beat Jacksonville. They lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought you wanted me to say Steelers, so I said no, Bengals. I but, the the, but, but they did lose to both teams. And then, you know, they had a uh, special teams disaster against the Colts. So, but losing the Bengals proves they can lose to anyone. And the team is so up and down. That you look at the rest of their schedule, and I could see them winning out. I could see them going two and four over their final six games. Like that's how up and down they are. It's it's a really weird team to try and figure out.
2: I will say this as a Steelers summer and looking at the the current playoff, I I wouldn't want to face the Colts, and I wouldn't want to face the Titans. Who or who the,
0: would you rather play in the playoffs, the Ravens or the Titans?
2: I think the Ravens because right now the Steelers have more confidence. Than the Ravens do, and I think the Ravens don't have an identity offensively.
0: Obviously, call, those two I, those two teams play on, on uh, Thanksgiving night. The, the Ravens didn't have the Cowboys, Browns, Jaguars, Giants, and Bengals. So I think they are getting in the playoffs.
1: They're going to be favored in five of those six games. Are there, Obviously they should, not the Steelers They game.
0: should curb stomp. Just go back to running the football. Wait a
2: second. So who's dropping out? Because the Ravens are currently outside looking in. I, well. So you have, uh, I'll give you the. I'll tell
0: you what. Let's take a break, and coming up, we'll tell you which AFC team will not make the playoffs. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes,
2: Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit
1: roberthalf.com today.
0: All right. So I don't know if we're actually going to tell you which AOC team won't make the playoffs, but we'll try. But you came back, suckers. <laughs> yeah, but you came back anyway. <laughs> uh, just kidding. The reason why I said that is because the next game we're going to talk about is, uh, by the way, uh should mention Derek Henry. Uh, third player in the last 30 years with two overtime touchdowns in a single season. Any chance you guys can name the other two? I'm guessing that's a, no. Hell no. Ryan might be oh, Wait, able to. how many years? Last 30 years, two players.
1: None. Overtime in a single season two times?
0: Ryan should be able to guess one.
1: Uh, Steelers player. Ryan's Ward. Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis, that's right. Oh, how about
0: and one was receiving, oddly enough. That is insane. Uh, the other was uh, Mike Brown for the Browns in 2001, two interception return for touchdowns.
1: What? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. The owner
0: did that? That's amazing. I know. Uh, so, anyway, the next game we're going to talk about, and the reason why we teased the AFC thing, the Broncos beat the Dolphins 20-13. to Now, here's where I have to take a mature approach to the podcast. You guys probably didn't listen to the Picks podcast on Friday. But as you know, I've been catching some flack from Dolphins fans. Oh, boy. Here we go. I've deci- I have decided on Friday. RJ called me on it. I was like, I started picking the Dolphins, picking the Dolphins. Love the Dolphins this week. You're the new Bears, Dolphins. you get in trouble now because I got my bad juju and I'm putting it on you and you lost. You benched your quarterback.
2: Is this you being mature or not? I can't. Oh
0: No, no, no not at all. Um, obviously not mature. It's Sunday night at 1 a.m. <laughs> Drinking some. By the way, you want. Why don't to you a... explain what happened with Tua? Then I, I want to. You want to know what a really good yeah. bourbon, a really good bourbon recommendation? My buddy Chip, not Chip Patterson, but a different Chip. Uh, You know two people named Chip. I know. I actually know like four people named Chip. Of course you do. Oh, yeah, Chip Campbell, it's Chip Patterson, Chip Hamner, and Chip Edwards.
2: Or are, go ahead with the recommendation. Let's get to it. You're wasting time.
0: Is there a full name chocolate chip? Check out <laughs> Woodenville Bourbon. This is a special bottle, but go get Woodenville Bourbon at the, at the All store. Right. Thank you. Um, Tua playing not very well for the Dolphins. And that's sort of been underlying throughout the last couple of weeks that he he had been getting them wins, but there were, and, and looked, he looks the part. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to be bad or anything. But the Dolphins' offensive line, maybe not great. And Vic Fangio was cooking up pressure on Tua. And it was a problem. And eventually, I don't know. I I don't think he was hurt. Right? He was just benched for Ryan thing.
2: So Scott Pioli and Brian McFadden talked about this. If you are injured, you have to report the injury. Like you can't not be injured and not tell anyone. And they didn't.
0: No injury was reported. Right. Yeah. Now it looked like he might have gotten banged up, and I think that they. But yeah, they would. They could be uh, subject to a fine if that was the case. But I, I really do think it was. We're in the playoff hunt. This kid is overmatched. I'm going to pull Fitzpatrick and put in I, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'm going to pull Tua for Fitzpatrick. I don't know that I like it.
2: So, Flores, after the game was asked, of course, and he said it was purely uh, performance based okay. this is a, to yank him. So, there was no confusion there. He said also that Tua will start next week. And yeah, if you follow Breach on Twitter, you can see the picture where it looks like Tua may have gotten hurt. Um, Here's what Brian McFadden said that I hadn't thought about, and it's a very good point. Mac, of course, played for the Steelers, won two Super Bowls, played for the Cardinals as well. He said, if I'm playing and some the quarterback comes out and he's not hurt, what, what are we doing? Like, why isn't he in there? Why isn't he in there taking the lumps with the rest of the team as they're getting their ass kicked? Yeah. Like, why? And well, that's, and, go ahead, Breach.
1: And along those lines, if you're saying you're benching your quarterback for – performance-based issues and the other quarterback comes in and performs better than the other guy, like head and shoulders. This wasn't even close. Ryan Fitzpatrick played – Barely a quarter, he threw for 117 yards. Tua threw for 83 yards. So he passed Tua, who was on the field, for three quarters. Tua couldn't do anything, and this really showed the limitations of what he can do as a rookie. He had no chance out there against the Broncos' defense. Fitzpatrick, been in the NFL forever. Uh, Harvard degree, I don't know if you guys knew that, but he's out there like boom, 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 getting him up and down the field, almost pulling off this crazy comeback. And and I know this is crazy to say, but it it feels like this team – would be better and a better playoff contender this year with Fitzpa- Fitzpatrick as their starter. Well, that I
2: agree with. I, I felt that way three weeks ago. I understand why they made the switch to Tua and I get all that. But I think BMAC is on to something that I hadn't thought about it. Because think about it this way. First of all, Justin Herbert ain't coming out unless his his leg's broken. And Tyrod Taylor home.
0: is healthy. He's capable of playing.
2: And I understand, okay, I don't want to, I want to pull him in and maybe let him reset his, his mind mentally and all that other stuff. But to B point, you're not letting Xavier Howard come out of the game, and maybe he doesn't want to be out there, or you know, Ted Karras, the center, offensive line didn't play well, so it's sort of a a weird dichotomy. And if
0: he's supposed to be the leader, take your lumps, man. We were told, I mean, through reports that the Dolphins benched Fitzpatrick for Tua. Was it coming off of a win? They, they,
2: they, they, they were three and three, and, and at that point Fitzpatrick was completing 70% of his passes.
0: Yeah. And now there was some concerns that like, oh, because they beat the Rams and they benched in. No, no, they beat they the beat, Rams with Tua.
1: Who they beat? No, right. they beat they beat the 49ers 43 to 70. The then they beat the Jets 24 to nothing, and then the bye week is where Fitzpatrick. So he was on a two game winning streak when they got, when he got benched.
0: We were told through reports that the Dolphins believed that they had a better chance of winning this year with Tua. And then you pull him out of this game. It doesn't make any sense. Like it, imagine Bill Belichick. And I'm only using that. Cause that's where Brian, you know, the, the coaching tree that Brian Flores comes from. Tom Brady has a stinker in the middle of 2001. And he goes back to Drew Bledsoe. I'm not, s-
2: I'll, I'll, I'll even add this after the game. Um, when we did HQ, they, the, whoever was doing the sideline reporting for that game, talked to Drew Locke. And after the game, Drew Locke, first of all, it wasn't clear Drew Locke was going to play because of rib injuries. He played, so he battled through that. His very first possession, he threw an interception. And he actually said after the game, I had to say to myself, basically quit sucking. You have to play better. There are people relying on you. I have to find a way to make this work out. And, and, you know, he wanted to say how well everyone played and offensive line and, and teammates, blah, blah, blah. Tua can't say that. Now, I'm sure Tua wanted to play, and I'm not saying Tua asked to come out, but, you know, he's a grown man. This ain't high school. And if Drew Locke's willing, and Drew Locke's played like crap this year, I would imagine he would tell you that. He actually played pretty well for parts of this game. He sucked it up. And I would imagine his teammates probably respect the fact that he did that. And, again, I'm not saying that the Dolphins players hate to or don't think he's strong or all the other stuff. I'm just saying it's a weird look, and I didn't really think about it until BMAC sort of pointed it out.
1: And don't you want to know if your rookie quarterback is capable of making a fourth quarter comeback? Like when you talk about preseason games, half the reason that starting quarterbacks play is so they can do a two minute drill. So they can play at the end of halves and, and kind of get used to that chemistry with the team and running the offense at a fast pace. Uh, don't you want to know if Tua can, he's only down 2010. It's a bit, still it won, a winnable like it's game. A
0: 25 point like deficit. I mean, right. Like- exactly.
1: And that would make sense. Like, we don't want to get our quarterback hurt. It's 35 to 10. Okay, I get that. But when you are capable of coming back and you want to see if your rookie quarterback can lead this comeback, putting him on the bench is not the way to do it.
0: I'm with you. It's very confusing. And I would be concerned if I were a Dolphins fan. because So they're not going to make the playoffs, Princeton? Yeah. I mean, I think is, that that's, what, is that what your ultimate point was? Yeah. I Look, I think that the Dolphins are in a good spot. I mean, they appear to have now. So when the Bills got... Sean McDermott, we early on said that this is a good coaching hire and we liked the idea. And then Sean McDermott did something stupid. Yeah, And he started Nathan Peterman against the Chargers. And sh- Bleep, McBleep, McBlooper wouldn't let it go for three years. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if this is the same thing, but it feels kind of similar. Like he lost the game anyway. He had a better chance to win, but are you, what are you doing? Are you playing for this year or are you playing for the future? What happens
2: been- if next week Tua comes out and throws two interceptions and is, you know, twelve of twenty-four in the first half?
1: Right. Do you And and they're trailing like fourteen to three against the Jets? Because they play right. the Jets, and you can't lose to the Jets. You I- cannot be the Jets' first win.
0: If they were pulling Tua out. Like it makes you wonder, did somebody like did somebody call down to Brian Flores and say, Hey, look, the, this kid's gonna get hurt, get him out of there? No, I don't think so. Who's calling down? I don't know, man. I don't, the Dolphins, Nick have been David. This, <laughs> I mean, Steven Ross, like, hey, that's my fifth, that's my fifth overall, pick, my sixth overall pick.
2: I, I just yeah, look, maybe we're making too much of it, but it's just no way.
0: It's, no, it's weird. It's just weird. Pulling you two weeks ago, you make the decision to go to your rookie th- th- sixth overall pick who you tanked for for an entire year, allegedly. And you go to him on, on a winning streak and you dump Fitzpatrick, who's been playing really well or playing pretty well. And then you pull him out and you bench him two weeks in. I mean, I, I saw some people were suggesting like, oh, Brian Flores don't take no guff. It's like, ah, I don't think that's the same thing as yo-yoing a rookie quarterback. I, I, I it concerns me. Our um, buddy bro- Adam Beasley. Sorry. I was sorry. Just saying, our buddy Adam
2: Beasley who writes for the, the Miami Herald and covers the the team. Tweeted during the game and after the game that um Vic Fangio out coached Brian Flores. Oh, yeah. The defense great. was getting after Tua, which we've talked about. And um the Dolphins defense when they don't get after the quarterback, which they struggle to do, are are average. So all yeah. those things together get you a loss in Denver against a team that actually is playing better, than the Broncos are, but you coming in, you would you everyone I believe thought felt good about the the Dolphins were
1: favored on the road and uh, can Denver. you imagine if like Phillip Rivers or Ryan Tannehill would have been benched today. Like both of those guys were quarterbacks of teams that were losing by double digits in the second half. And it would have been a total uproar if either one of those guys got benched and it were, you just can't bench your starting quarterback in this situation. It makes no sense. This this, this move made no sense. You
0: can't have a second half comeback on your resume if you're not allowed to like play. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. So moving along, that, that's, that is a situation to watch though.
2: Absolutely. Quickly before we move on, Drew Locke threw. let's see, five different receivers completed passes of at least 15 or more yards. Uh, Tim Patrick had two long receptions, including a 61-yarder and I think a 44-yarder. So Drew Locke did some things after he sort of shook, shook off the cobwebs, and I give him credit for for battling back, which Tua didn't have a chance to
0: do. Drew Locke has really – highs are very high and the lows are very low.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's, but he's, that 61-yarder came on the final play of the game.
0: Oh,
2: I was just looking well, at
1: it, the stat line. Oh uh, yeah, it oh, the, meant nothing. So really, his stat line with three seconds left was two hundred
0: and nine yards. Yeah, no, no. Texans twenty-seven, Patriots twenty. The dynasty might be dead, guys. The Patriots fall to four and six. And I will acknowledge that the playoff chatter was apparently premature.
2: Oh boy, there's another team I'm going to dunk on you about for that too. We'll talk about that later. Um, oh, you'll know it when it comes. Yeah, uh, I think my biggest takeaway in this game, oh, you just wait, is that Deshaun Watson is really, really good. Like, really good.
0: Has Watson been playing better than we think? Well,
2: I think we were just so jaded by Bill O'Brien, and then um, I can never remember the the man's name. Easterby. Yeah. All the nonsense that's (laughs) going on there. JLC did report that it now looks like Romeo Cornell won't get the job next year. No disrespect to Romeo, but he's 72 or 73 or whatever. He doesn't need that job.
0: You uh, Do not hire interim coaches. And someone who's, you know, should be sitting on a porch and enjoying his grandkids or but whatever. The Chiefs hired Romeo as an interim, and it was a disaster. Um,
2: but, pa- yeah, now Deshaun, I think, is really good, and the circumstances have to be decent for him to have success. But I don't think he was – I, I got to look. I don't think he was pressured a lot in this game. I think he was able to have time to throw the ball, and the throws he made that I saw were
0: – Patriots have no pass rush, so he wasn't pressured.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, clearly that that makes him a much better player. But he, I was impressed with what I saw.
0: Yep, this is a very good Deshaun Watson game. Uh, Twenty eight to thirty seven, three forty four and two touchdowns. He also ran the ball six times for thirty six yards and a touchdown as well. I would love to see again. You know, go back to we talk about that Derek Carr thing. Like what ha- what would happen if you gave John Gruden three years with Deshaun Watson? They'd win Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I don't know if Watson would be perfect in that scheme. I mean, a
2: seven and three right now with Derek Carr, who you hate more than
0: no i'm i mean like Derek Hart, I all i'm saying is that like, i think that if you put so if you put if you gave if you gave andy Reid to sean watson deshaun watson's going to be an mvp caliber player why not john gruden well i just think the way i don't know if the scheme's perfect for him he holds the ball he's trying to he's yeah. trying to make it extend plays a lot
2: yeah that's because he has not i mean imagine him throwing a darren waller henry ruggs Nelson Aguilar, who's now suddenly really good. Oh, right,
0: he's got your boy, Will Fuller, there.
2: <laughs> Will Fuller. That's
0: Will all. Fuller they MVP, got rid of Dre Hopkins. Will MVP Fuller. Um, no, look, this is, uh, this is a big win for the, for the Texans in the sense Packers that, could have used uh, Will Fuller's six catches for eighty
1: yards today. Get out of here. Uh, Dumped on. Oh, dunking oh. on the Packers.
0: Uh, Demir Bird led the way for the uh, the Patriots. Six catches. Great 100.
2: touchdown catch. He is literally half the size of Cam Newton. He is, if Cam's six five, he is whatever that is, 3.75.
0: So the Patriots are, at best, going to be 10-6. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they probably won't win their next six games. They are... They do have yeah. a game against the Jets, so I can see them
1: getting to five wins. But that's not even a walk. We saw what happened the last time they yeah. played them.
0: Yeah, the Jets They're currently
2: them 11th in the, MB, in the MVP, in the uh, playoff race in the AFC.
0: That
1: is and they'll be favored in maybe two, three tops of their final six games.
0: They've lost six times this year. The last time they lost six games in the season was 2009. The Patriots have not lost more than seven games in a season since Bill Belichick's first year in New England. And they've made the playoffs in 11 straight years. All of those things seem to be coming Two and end. This is the text. Let me ask you this. It, it, I mean, I'm
2: stuttering because I'm, I'm trying to, try to form my thoughts here. Could you make an argument that Mike Tomlin has done a better coaching job the last two years than Bill Belichick? Because he, he won with, eight
0: and eight with Doug right. Hodges.
2: I'm not even talking about this year. I'm talking about last year. And if you said, well, I think he would Mike,
0: flip the years, right?
2: Just over the last two years, the get the two years combined, 2019, 2020. and if you said to Tomlin in twenty nineteen, "Hey, we'll give you Cam Newton instead of Mason Rudolph and Doug Hodges," I'm sure he'd been like, "You know what? We're we probably going to win ten or eleven games. We'll be fine." I,
0: well, to that, aside the, the fact that twenty nineteen Cam would do any good in that in that situation, right? Or
2: give him the twenty twenty version of Cam in twenty nineteen if you had a time machine. But my point is that. You'd be like, oh, things will be okay, even though Roethlisberger can't hold his hand over his head. I don't
0: it's even over. know if you need to make an argument. I th- think it's just a pretty undeniable fact.
2: Not something that I've thought about, and I'm sure a lot of people haven't really thought about it either, just because. Well,
1: then Belichick would say, you know what, Mike Tomlin, you haven't won a playoff game since 2016, bro. Oh.
2: Yeah, but I just said the last oh! two years.
1: Well, I know the last two years, but it's, you know.
2: Got the, uh, the, Marvin Lewis fan club president over here talking smack about this. Yeah, that's
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if Bill Belichick, if you said, Hey Bill, you can. Bro. If Bill Belichick called Mike Tomlin, bro, there'd already be issues. <laughs> hey, bro, bro. Uh, Would Bill Belichick, if, if this were, like, if was like, it is a vacuum, there's no judgment. There's no, like you have to deal with like any outside factors. Would Bill Belichick leave the new England and go to Houston to be the head coach? Ugh, Why? What are the outside factors that Sean Watson? That's why.
2: Ugh, no, I don't know what the up. Right, right, let,
0: let, let me let me change. this. there's no
2: draft picks and there's no salary right. cap.
0: I guess I was asking who's in a better spot to be good again: the Texans Patriots. or the Patriots?
2: Patriots.
1: Okay. Pa- all right.
2: Patriots have a Hall of Fame coach. They have a Hall of Fame office coordinator.
1: And they have all the salary cap room in the world next year for 2021.
0: Well, that was sort of my question: is like the the way that the roster and the assets are built out. Who would you rather? be between the Patriots and the Texans. Yeah.
2: Okay. I would rather have everyone have Steve Belichick's haircut and stay in New England than go to the Texans for $20 million more a year for whatever they're paying
1: their haircut. Ryan, I'd love to see with Steve Belichick's haircut. I love that haircut so much. That <laughs> is get you a wig.
2: That, that is a, my dad is Bill Belichick. <laughs> and I'm in this job as long as I want.
0: It would be amazing to see that. Uh, all right, let's move on from this game. That was an entertaining game. And yet... So meaningless. How is a 27? It's so weird that a 27-20 Texans over Patriots week 11 game is just utterly meaningless. That's and I. 20 twenty twenty in you, a nutshell.
2: If we had seen this game in a vacuum, you would think, oh, my God, the Texans are a playoff team.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Fair enough. Steelers, 27. Jaguars. Trade. Jaguars. Jaguars. Oh, nope. Oh, Derek Carr, this post-game outfit. Um, Steelers, 27, Jaguars, 3. The Jacksonville Jaguars did not muster. The the Steelers came out really slow. Flat. And it looked like they were going to put up one of those. I mean, people were making the jokes. Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. on the road against a bad team and, you know, in the late season. Um, didn't look great. And then they just talent. It was a I mean. Watching this game, it was just Jimmys and Joes versus X's and O's. It didn't matter what Doug Marone schemed up or what he thought about it. It was that the Steelers were just a much, much better team. And I tend to think that Jake Luton, who went 16 to 37 for 151 yards, no touchdowns, and four interceptions, may be the Jaguars' path to trying to catch the Jets. I think that's what they're doing. I think they're panicked and trying to catch the Jets, who are somehow worse than them. Jake Luton wasn't terrible, terrible. Like he made some throws
2: on that first drive, especially they scored in that first drive and didn't score again, obviously mm-hmm. um, where I was like, okay, I, I can sort of see why he's out there. I don't know if Gardner Minshew would have done much better, but yeah, he, there's, there's James, James, Robinson's their best player. Um, <laughs> DJ shark hasn't really loaded expectations. Tyler Eifert had a big catch. Chris Conley had a drop. I mean, they, they made the mistakes that bad teams make time and time again. Um, they didn't touch Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and oh, I was going to say, I was distracted by Breach's little thing in slack or whoever put that
0: in. There. That was mine. Sorry. I was making a note to Jacob.
2: Oh, um, uh, I was just gonna say quickly, you're exactly right. The Steelers came out flat and I was like, okay, here we go again. But this year, those they're winning those games. They're not, it's not 14 to 13. Uh, they almost lost to the Cowboys, but they've blown out the last two opponents in, in games where it could have been close.
0: What do you think about the fact, Ryan, that this like Ben Roethlisberger is out throwing just forty times a game every week? Because he was not doing that early on. He did have here's, a great, he the, had one really nice deep ball, I think. Deontay Johnson, sixteen targets. Whew.
2: Here's here's what I mean. People are all hung up on the fact that the running game sucks, and uh, James kind of ran the ball a little more effectively. I think he had one long run and then sort of lumped in with the other sort of two or three yards per carry. But here's the thing. Roethlisberger gets the ball out in less than two seconds, and he gets a lot of balls bad at the line of scrimmage because they can't get home, so they're, they're throwing their hands up. But it's basically an extension of the running game. So you have to sort of factor that in. Like, oh, my God, they can't run the ball, and he's throwing the ball 40. 25 of those throws are within four feet of the line of scrimmage. And a lot of them are like quick screens to so Deontay or Juju, um, and then he throws two punt balls to, to Chase Claypool and a couple swing passes to or screen passes to James Conner, so I'm fine with it if that's how they choose to. And we used to see uh, Brady do that at points in, in his time with New England,
0: where there should be long yes. handoffs. So I have no, I'm not concerned about the running game. Yeah, uh, Breach. If the Steelers beat the Ravens this week, are they going to go 16 to 0?
1: No, but you know what? It's crazy is that. Going sixteen and zero, going fifteen and one would be huge because there's only one buy. You know, only the number one seed gets that playoff buy, so the top seed becomes all that more important. Uh, and let me ask you this quickly, Breach, because we we're I just about,
0: remembered with the playoff team. You're gonna dunk on me? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: what What would you be willing
2: to bet as more likely to happen? Steelers sixteen and zero or Jets don't win another game.
1: Jets. Uh, Jets. I lot. think that's the Steelers- like
2: 30- Okay, that's interesting. You're right. The
1: Steelers, I think, have three toss-up games that could go either way. The Ravens, the Bills, and the Colts. When you have six games left and three of them are toss-up games, that's a lot to have on your schedule. Whereas the Jets, look at their schedule. They have maybe one coin toss game. Uh, Their schedule just screams 0-16. You know, if the Chargers don't charge her against you, then, then you're in trouble. But we'll get to that game when we talk about Chase Claypool,
0: seconds. the fourth wide receiver in NFL history to have 10 plus touchdowns in his first 10 career games. Joining this illustrious list, Bill Groman, 1960, Harlan Hill, 1954, and Billy Houghton from 1952.
2: Jeez, that is quite the list.
0: The Steelers allowed season lows in points, yards, and passing yards, 133, and had a season high four interceptions. Whew. man, Jaguars are terrible jaguars i mean they
2: they in the first half they were not bad um looting through an interception late in the first half as they were driving and and minka got it but at the second half it, they that
0: got batted up a little bit yeah and it was just sailing through the air and you're like that's the game because they were going to go down and sort of keep it close and at that point i think it
2: was 13 three or maybe even 10 to 3 at that point so they could have tied the game
0: yeah and uh at that point it sort of flipped it that this is this, They're not a good team. The Jaguars are terrible. Jaguars are one of the two worst teams in football, and they're fighting with the Jets for Trevor Lawrence. Browns 22, Eagles 17. It's a quick recap of the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, there's not much
2: to
1: say. They play Jacksonville.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you would you, would you have, have Dak Prescott or Carson Wentz right now? And by right now, I mean Bright like Limerick. injured Dak Prescott? <laughs> injured Dak Prescott, right. Would you rather have Andy
1: Dalton or Carson Wentz? Uh, too soon. I didn't mean to do that. I did not mean to do that.
0: Ouch. Um, Debo's not on the show tonight, so there's no Eagles recap, which is probably a good thing. Because the, yeah. the Eagles looked – I mean, Carson Wentz looked awful. Carson
2: Wentz is the – I can't believe I have to say this because I've been defending him all season. He's the worst quarterback in that division.
1: Right now, for sure. He threw one of the worst pick sixes. I've ever seen. And this is a game that the rain, it's a torrential downpour. It's a monsoon it was the worst, in than Cleveland. Joe Flacco's, but it was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was up there. It's up there. It, monsoon in Cleveland, no one can score points. And literally the only touchdown for the first, what? First half of the game. Oh, yeah.
2: Are, it was had the. And here's the thing. I've said this before. I'm sure, like, he comes to the sidelines and Doug Peterson says, whatever you do, Quit doing that, and he goes back out there and he does the exact, exact... I don't understand what's going through his mind.
0: Well, I saw a um a clip that Brian Baldinger posted, and Baldy's I think it's, does a bunch of film breakdowns right with the Eagles, so he's like cl- you know close to the team and all that. He does he, he does them on Twitter; they're great. He was like, "What is this play?" And he's just, he just raising. No, seriously, what is what is this play? It's basically it was a read option with a bubble screen. It was like an RPO, right? Where Carson can either throw the ball to Jalen Rager in a bubble screen, he can hand it off to Miles Sanders who runs at the gut, or he can take you know pull the ball and take off. And he pulled the ball, and there's like a safety who has dropped down almost to the line of scrimmage. Like it's very very clear that the Browns are blitzing in this spot. And if he looked outside, he, you know, out, to his, out to his right, he had Jalen Rager with two blockers, who's probably going to pick up five or six yards. It's a third and seven. They don't get it. He gets stuffed, and they have to punt the ball. I don't, I don't know if this is mental or what, but he, he, he's not there right now.
2: Let me ask you this, Breach and/or Brinson. Who are you more concerned about in terms of rebounding from the regression? Carson Wentz or Lamar Jackson?
1: Oh Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz, I feel like Carson Wentz is is getting to the point where he's just about to like, uh, you know, in baseball. You get the yips and you start the overthrowing the throw to first base. I, I feel like that's where we're getting with Chuck, Carson Chuck Wentz. Knobloch? Chuck Knoblock, yeah, he's he's, he, he's air things. He's making bad throws. Matthew he's sasser. He's got eighteen turnovers this season, which is the most of any play any quarterback in the NFL. So he's just giving the other team three
0: possessions he's, and, and he's regressed. You can't keep doing that. He's regressed below Jared Goff.
2: No, he's regressed to the point where I feel quite comfortable saying I would rather have Daniel Jones.
0: Oh, yeah. If if the Browns call the Eagles right now and said, hey, or the Eagles call the Browns, I guess it would be in this case. Eagles call the Browns right. Hey, man, you want Wentz for Baker? Who's doing that? Everybody's taking uh, ba- Browns might do it.
2: The Browns might do it. Like, I think that Baker Mayfield's basically game manager this season. And maybe it's like part to build his confidence or whatever. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards all year. He usually throws around 200 yards. He went 12 or 22. I mean, you know. I mean, Baker, you got to pay Baker. I don't know what you do with Baker. It's
0: not this offseason, do you? It's the third year. Yeah. Just pick up his option
1: and let him. Yeah. Maybe will do, do in the Browns offense hopefully
2: better just because like, well, yeah, Jason, be better. Jason Kelsey came out of the game. Lane Johnson came out of the game. So it's again, the, the rotating wall of guys you don't know playing various positions on offense, but that's not Carson Wentz's cue to try to do more. It's his cue just to do whatever offensively you just get the ball out of your hands. Don't be back there dancing, throwing
0: like the worst pick sixes anyone's ever seen. Yeah. I think that's sort of the problem with this combination. So the Fred- Miles Sanders had a terrible, a uh,
2: turnover too down to the inside the five. Yeah. Um, Travis welcome. Isn't getting targeted now because some of the other guys are back. There are a bunch of things going wrong, but it, the face of the, all this is Carson.
0: So not having Frank, Reich As the offensive coordinator and the play caller is a big problem. I think Or was Doug calling Doug Peterson calling plays when Frank was there.
2: I, most people seem to agree who, all of such things. I think Debo said this last week that Frank Reich had a lot to do with success yeah. in terms of yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe the a,
0: interpersonal. I should remember too. exactly who was calling the place. Uh, specifically. Well,
1: just by watching the Colts on Sunday, I would say Frank Reich probably had <laughs> a lot to
0: do with it. Um, but I think one of the problems is that in Peterson's offense, a guy like Nick Foles is almost more valuable because he's this rhythm passer. You can sort of get and like Carson Wentz wants to be this playground type of player player that just doesn't work with it. Doug Peterson hadn't been calling plays very well this year. They've been hurt. You know, they have a bunch of young and new wide receivers.
2: I mean, don't forget last week we spent 10 minutes talking about why did Doug Peterson go for two in that situation when it didn't make sense to go for two. Now having settled that they're in first place. Not for there and going there. They're they are, so we've talked about this. They have the advantage of having the tie every other team is the three and seven. They're three, six and one. So a tie is basically, I mean, that's a huge difference Huge but i don't know if they're going to win another game and you have to get to six wins to win the, the, the last two games i think are, are like cowboys and, and washington football teams, so there are chances there but so i think
0: there were there were many games for the eagles are seahawks at home on monday night they are five point oh. dogs breach and i previewed that on the youtube exclusive early uh, week 12 lines look ahead. packers on the road saints at home cardinals on the road cowboys washington
2: so they, the two wins, that gets them to five. You have to get to six wins to win this division.
0: So they need to steal one of those four games. Target- Show me
2: how they're going to steal it based on what we've seen the last month.
0: How do you want – I don't know. How do you want to explain I'll bring it? out
2: my old joke. It'll have to be like last Boy Scout, the first scene where they shoot people on the field as they're running for a touchdown. <laughs> That's their best chance to score. Shout out to Damon Williams.
1: They are literally – their next three games are the top three teams in the NFC. Like, they're not going to win a single one. I think there.
2: that I think the Giants are the favorite. I don't know what the William Hill out there, but the Windsor Wilson odds are the Giants. The Giants. What about I mean, Washington? Could do it. And that's uh, that's the other thing. This Thursday night game suddenly becomes a huge game between two crap burger teams, but it's for first place.
0: The odds are: Eagles are plus one fifty. No way. Dallas three to one. Giants plus three twenty five, and Washington three and a half to one.
2: Like I I like every. Every team except for the, the Eagles. That's good like that, uh, that's 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 that's
0: depressing. Uh, do the Browns make the playoffs? Yeah. Mm.
2: Like, they're my least favorite six and three team or seven. What are they now? Seven and three? Seven and three.
0: They're going to get smoked. So,
2: seven and three, three. Yes. So teams are the Bills, the Colts, the Titans, and the Browns. The Browns are
0: the, the Giants.
1: Are getting, I think they're getting the 10 wins, and we've been saying 10 gets them in. They have the, I think they're 10 and six at worst.
0: They have the Jaguars, Giants, and Jets left. They're getting the 10 wins.
1: And then nine wins. Maybe they oh, steal, no, you're right. Sorry, steal one yeah. of those games from the Titans, Ravens, or Steelers. The
0: other three, you just win one of those. I could, I could actually see the Browns losing to the Giants because the <laughs> Giants' run defense is not terrible, and if the Browns can't run on you, you can give them trouble.
2: And by the way, the Eagles played as bad as they did without Miles
1: Garrett being out there.
0: Yeah. So yeah. next,
2: who's next week's game? Jaguars.
1: Jaguars. So so
0: they, they're
2: matter.
1: gonna,
0: they're gonna go nuts.
1: But and I mean, also, they play the Jets in Week 16. Just imagine an 0-14 Jets team going into Cleveland, a team that finished 0-16 a, a
0: couple years ago. New York, All of a yes. sudden, that's that's the Jets' Super Bowl. That's yeah,
2: true. I would be very nervous
0: are the Browns. It's in it's in New York, but yes, um, Super Bowl for them. Adam Gates will show up in Cleveland not knowing
2: anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so I guess the Browns make the playoffs, but I, I think they're the – the current teams in the playoff—they're the least scary AFC playoff team.
0: Yeah, I would. I look. F- I look forward to betting against Baker Mayfield and Andy Dalton in the playoffs this year. Thanks, Brinson. Yeah, that's a compliment. Oh! That you even think Andy's going to make it? All right, moving look, along. Thanks. Cowboys thirty-one, Vikings twenty-eight. This is the game. Man, here we are. I was like, I was like, what team is he talking about? That I was like, I plugged it, and I was like, oh uh, yeah, it's definitely the Vikings.
2: By the way, just Ross.
0: hold on, hold on. I said the Vikings would make the playoffs, Ryan. Whoa! Oh! What a big jam. I was trying
2: to sell uh, Robert Arciera, C- uh, Sierra the, the producer uh, on your theory and he's like you can tell Brinson that I, that I said that that is idiotic
1: <laughs> and uh, my favorite part of Brinson saying the Vikings would make the playoffs is that their hopes and dreams were dashed <laughs> by none other than Andrew Gregory Dalton himself it was a fantastic day for Andy Dalton fans around the country there's still millions of us uh, and to see Dalton go out there, and, and, okay, so the Cowboys were kind of perplexing when they turned it on because we all thought they were going to look decent. We're like, hey, this was a smart signing. They brought in this backup quarterback, and then they just went out and looked totally incompetent uh, against the Cardinals in that Monday night game. I think it was like 38-10. to 10. It was just horrible, right? And then he gets injured against Washington, and then all of a sudden, the next two games against the Eagles and Steelers, The Cowboys got creative. Mike McCarthy got creative. And it was like, where was that with Andy Dalton? You had a competent quarterback. If you would have shown that creativity with the offense, you could have done something. You could move the ball. Maybe you don't win games, but you actually, it looks like you're game planning around the talent you have. Uh, Whereas it looked like they were running the Dak Prescott playbook for the first two games that Dalton was in there. And so now he had the bye week where McCarthy sat back. He's like, God, I am the worst coach in the NFL right now. I need to get something figured out. And that was this game right here. I mean, I thought this was exactly—if you're the Cowboys, this entire game plan was exactly how you want to see things play out. You don't ask Andy Dalton to do too much, but he came through with what they needed. Through three touchdown passes, over 200 yards. You give the ball to Ezekiel. You feed Zeke. He went over 100 yards. And the defense, even though it's been horrible, made just enough plays uh, to pull out this win. I thought this was a surprising win, but watching the Cowboys beat the Vikings makes me think an inkling of hope that maybe they can win. The NFC
0: East, yeah, of course I can. Three and seven, yeah, you can win it. Um, here's the crazy part. Oh boy, no,
2: I'm gonna make another case for how the Vikings are gonna sneak into the.
0: Playoffs. No, no, no. I mean, like I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that Kirk Cousins went 22 of 30 for 314 yards and three touchdowns. Adam Thielen eight catches 123 yards and two scores. Dalvin Cook 27 carries 115 yards and a touchdown. And they lost. If you had told me those were the stats coming into this game, I'll tell you they beat the they beat the the Cowboys uh, 35 to 10? That's crazy. Yeah. How did they lose with those numbers?
2: Defense. I mean, obviously. CeeDee Lamb played really well. He had a fantastic catch in the end zone. Um one handed grab. The,
0: what was which one handed grab was better? CeeDee Lambs or Adam Thielen's? I think I'd go with think, Thielen.
2: Yeah, Thielen's yeah, was awesome. I think I think so too.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, they gave yeah, up, they were gashed in the run game. Elliott had 21 carries or 103 yards and Tony Pollard Demoralizing
2: loss for, for that
0: team. I mean, you do, you do agree with the theory that like if they, I mean, yes,
2: but that's the, that's breaches theory. If you win every game, you're going to be better than when you were five weeks ago. I get that. True. <laughs> but I, I didn't have any faith in this team as based on who was in front of them. That was my concern.
0: I, I just, I mean, that's a, that's a bad loss. Can't can't lose that game. Four and six now. They're probably toast when it comes to.
2: They are one hundred percent toast. Yeah, like they are currently. I mean, here's the thing: the NFC is set. I feel like the 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 playoffs. the The only wild card is the NFC East representative. Everything else is set. I feel like I don't think there's a team that's currently on the yeah. outside looking in. Who?
0: Yeah, that's probably right.
2: Oh, I thought you were going to interrupt No, me. I mean
0: Chicago 5 and 5, Minnesota 4 and 6, Detroit 4 and 6, San Francisco 4 and 6, Carolina 4 and 7 are the teams immediately outside the playoffs in Arizona. And there's a yeah, there's a, Unless Chicago can magically find something. Yeah, like a quarterback. Yeah, I mean it's we're going to get 3 NFC West teams, 1 NFC East team the bucks i would
1: if you're a team outside the top 7 the only reason you have any hope is because say the rams lose to the buccaneers tomorrow now they're 6 and 4 the rams cardinals still have to play each other twice yeah so even if they split now both those teams are at five losses and then they have to win the rest of their games to not have you know be 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 so
0: Ca- counterpoint the other teams have to win some games
1: and they're, it's in
0: chicago, minnesota and detroit and those teams stink
1: and they're
2: like the Vikings are four and six. The Bears are five and five, but no one really thinks. I mean, come on. Can the Cowboys
1: get the six wins?
2: You have they, to get they, the six wins to win the division. Isn't
1: they, it I, wild? I, I think the winner on Thanksgiving's game between Washington and Dallas. It's the first place, I think. Right? Th- is yeah. that the winner of the division? They get to play the Giants, the Eagles. I think the Cowboys have the easiest remaining schedule. Of the teams in the NFC East.
0: Now you're a giddy for an
1: 80 Dalton playoff, a home playoff. Anyway. They only play one team above 500 the rest of the season. He's now, now that
2: two has been benched, he's dumping the Dolphins and he's back on the the, the Cowboys bandwagon.
1: I was never off. Jerry Jones tricked you. Jones bought three thousand. <laughs> I told you I was off, but I was still on. <laughs> I am a double Cowboys agent. I know. <laughs> all, right, um, all right, that game. Vikings. we don't have to talk about the next game
0: oh mm-hmm. boy the next game on the list doesn't even have a score by it it just has a sad face Washington 20 Cincinnati 9 and before the game had even ended Joe Burrow had tweeted out see you guys next year before you could even enjoy one full season of Joe Burrow your beloved Bengals managed to ruin him they are the child that was gifted an incredible Christmas present—a little puppy dog. Oh a no! Beautiful puppy, and they snapped its leg halfway through Christmas morning. Yikes! How they do that? Where do you have
1: Christmas at, Brinson? My it's God! Pretty dark. Puppies are getting their legs
0: snapped. Kind <laughs> I of dark. I was gonna go with like a toy, and then he broke the toy, and yeah, somehow got happen. puppy dog. Sorry. You know,
1: I can I can <laughs> literally count on one hand the number of times since I've been working at CBS that I felt like an emotion while watching the Bengals like uh, in this case a very sad emotion and and this was one of them it was just like you're this is the future of the franchise and he's been getting beat up all season but despite that he still gets up he's led them he's looked good that's what it comes down to and all of a sudden you just saw it it reminded me Ryan and you may or may not agree with this of the Carson Palmer play where you see the quarterback make this throw, but you kind of in the corner of your eye, you see that he got hit and kind of fell awkwardly, but eh, probably not serious. And all of a sudden, he's just down, and you know he's in a lot of pain, and you know his season's over before they even brought the car out. Was,
0: there was no question that his season was over. But he's yeah. not—he's not a flopper.
2: He's not Bladé Dibats to, to date myself. He's not going to be rolling around in pain unless he's really
0: hurt. So He's—he's yeah, he he's the reverse, right? He, and by the way, how about Vlade Divas, just chief and six in like every locker room? Um, He pops up and like makes a point to be like, "I like that doesn't bother me. I don't get bothered by that.
2: And by the way, call back to the Dolphins conversation. If Joe Burrow's in Miami, he ain't coming out. Like he's going back on that field.
0: Oh, he would have given the middle finger to
1: Flores. Right. I don't know if I, I didn't do that on the video. I almost did. need <laughs> to bore that out. You give him the read between the lines. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, line. yeah, Burrow wouldn't. Burrow would have popped the bird to his coach. So, yeah, I'm staying in. It's the fourth quarter. The game's on the line, guys. Sorry. Uh, but I will say that watching this game, it really showed how much Burrow meant to the team this year because what he did was that he kind of, uh, all the deficiencies in the defense, Burrow covered those up because the reason the Bengals are winning this game nine to seven. Uh, when Burrow went out is because they were moving the ball up and down the field. I'm not going to talk about Randy Bullock because that's another thing that makes me upset. Uh, I can't be double upset right now. Um, and and so win. by being on the field the whole time, you know, the defense oh, isn't out there. That missed. is the weak part. He missed.
0: Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a <laughs> muscle. Oh, and there man. is complete ablation <laughs> He missed he so misses, many kicks. He missed so, so my, many kicks.
2: <laughs> Before you go right. on, I have one question. Why does Randy Bullock wear a size triple extra small shirt.
1: <laughs> Why? I can't believe Fat, fat Randy, Randy was, was trending tricking. on Twitter. <laughs> I didn't know it was like a national punchline to
0: everyone in America, I guess ever since the, the cap. Oh my goodness. He oh, two man. field goals, missed an extra point, and it's just like, you check Twitter, he's like, Fat Randy is trending. His,
2: wife, his wife's like checking Twitter to see how her is going. She's like, Fat oh, Randy, what's that? Fat this? Randy.
0: <laughs> oh my God, it's my husband.
2: All right, I go mean, ahead. Right.
0: Um. I will – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Tony Dungy here and say that there is – I a, thought the same thing. Go ahead. There's a chance that this Joe Burrow injury, assuming that it is not – that it is just something he can be back from in, in a single year. It's your Garden Variety ACL. If, if it's just your basic ACL. If there's, if there's some some worse you know injury to his knee, and it's possible that that's the case. If that's the case, obviously all bets are off. There's a chance it's a blessing in disguise because the Bengals finished with a third-worst record in football. There, they will be behind the Jets and the Jaguars. The Jets and the Jaguars are going to take uh, the Wilson kid out of BYU, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Some combination of those two, t- those three guys, and that will mean that at number three, Panay Sewell, who Got is it. an absolute animal for Oregon. He opted out this year. His brother actually suffered an injury on on, uh, on Saturday. Oh, he did it? the linebacker. Hmm. Yeah, true freshman, but. If you put, if that's what Joe Burrow needs, like this game hit home that Joe Burrow more than anything needs some protection from the Bengals or the Bengals need to provide Joe Burrow some protection, I guess, if you want to phrase it differently. So
2: breach afterwards, Zach Thomas, Zach Thomas, Zach uh, Taylor said that he didn't want to blame the offensive line. And he said, it sounds like people haven't been watching the last four or five games where the offensive lines actually played a little better. And the play in question, the ball was actually out a burrow's hand and he, he got hit sort of low there. No, you got a and high, it was a high low and it was just sort of unlucky. So uh, what do you think about that? Number one and number two, how many offensive linemen should this, should the uh, Bengals draft with their, you know, every draft pick.
1: Thanks. Thanks. I mean, the answer to the second question that you should use every single pick, on the offense don't even legitimately, have how many should because they take? If, if the second round pick doesn't pan out then you have this fourth round pick if the first round pick isn't as good as you think he's going to be then you have the third round pick just use all your picks on offensive how linemen many would you if joe burrow pick. has more than three seconds to throw he's going to tear apart anyone but he has like 1.1 seconds to throw and even when he gets the ball off like he did against washington he still gets injured because these guys are getting in in a half a second it's insane uh so
2: are you seriously saying like draft five offensive linemen
1: I am seriously saying that if you have seven picks, one pick per round <laughs> draft five, five sounds like a good number. Cause maybe you have a couple other holes you should try and fill like right. the
0: Panthers yeah. did. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Defense. I'm trying to look at the, um, where's the uh, average time to throw on. I'll find this. I don't know. I think it depends.
1: But just so you know, uh, burrow going into this game had been sacked 32 times on the season. I don't think he was sacked in the game. Uh, that was third most in the NFL behind only Russell Wilson, who just does his own thing and takes sacks, you know, but he's still awesome and Carson Wentz. So that's it. You're comparing, you're getting Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson level protection.
2: So uh, as the ACL expert, if he's out seven, eight, nine months, that puts him, you know, into
1: the summertime sometime, I think, I'm not doing the math. I don't feel like it.
0: Uh,
2: you any concern with June him? Is
1: seven months, what'd you say? June would be seven months.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the the best case. If you're going to tear
0: your ACL as a quarterback on a bad team in your rookie year, you want to do it before December. And I think also to follow up
2: on what you're saying earlier with your t- Tony Dungeon point. I know he wants to be out there and I know he, he's losing some of the experience of the next 6 weeks, but he is not taking a beating every single Sunday now. He can get healthy and maybe get better from watching. I mean, Because ACLs are no longer a thing. He'll be
0: fine. I mean, Amy Trask, our friend of the program, had said on Tops a few weeks ago, that that other pregame show on on CBS Sports Network, that, like, and this is kind of crazy. I I didn't agree with it, but I I understand where she's coming from with the logic that the Bengals should think about not playing Joe Burrow because each week was this new adventure and possible injury. And I I do I wouldn't go that far. No, I I agree. But, I mean, like, I, I don't... I mean, she obviously... She wasn't totally wrong um because he's now yeah out but the this season. is
2: football this ain't table tennis
0: I, I'm, I'm with you 100 i again i didn't agree with the take but i understood where she was going with it my other thing is that like and i, tw- I tweeted like 20 minutes before burrow got injured that he has some c- like carson Wentz style
1: you jinxed him is what you did. I didn't, for no, no, yep. he 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 is so tough you want to see your boy ryan finley in there
0: I let go. I didn't watch that part. Not good. QBU, QBU. <laughs> not good. You're gonna see not a lot good. of Ryan Finley all all season long. <laughs> I'm not gonna no watch one. any Bengals games <laughs> this season. I'm, I'm done. just saying no, that, like, no that. I'm on the Cowboys. Man, Burrow is so dead set on trying to make plays happen. There's a, yeah, there's a Carson Wentz Carson Wentz factor there where he's not he he is so tough and so aggressive that he's not going to give up on the play, and as a result, he takes a lot of hits.
2: I mean, right? He's young. He's trying to figure it out, and he has no offensive line. So it's a confluence of events that leads to him taking a ton of hits. Yeah, and I'm sure he was probably banged up more than he let on, and he'll have a chance to to sort of you know get healthy.
0: Ryan Finley averaged three yards for, uh, per attempt, by the way. I mean, you you can bang on Ryan Finley all you want. It's not like he like it's not a good situation. Fence. He is he is 65 years old, so it's not a good situation back there anyway. I mean, they can't run the ball. Samaje so P. Ryan's their leading rusher. Mixon's on IR. You know, A.J. Green caught a touchdown. Thanks for showing up, A.J.
1: T. Higgins a, had 10 oh, targets,
0: three catches. This team was felt spicy because they had Joe Burrow. And now this team is a disaster.
2: The second worst part, obviously the worst part, is the injury. They asked Alex Smith after the game what he thought about the injury.
1: God, why? I, I mean, I think that's a fair question because he's coming off that serious I leg know, injury. I mean, and it was his first win in more
0: than 1,000 days. Oh really? Alex, what'd you think seeing another man's leg collapse on underneath him? How do you
1: feel if you're Alex Smith and now you're the authority? Like after Dak got injured, it, it wasn't even the same game and people were asking him about it.
0: He's like, Before guys, I'm, guys, he's like, other people have hurt their legs. But like, uh, guys, I'm not
1: dude, actually a doctor. I just got injured.
0: To breach
2: his point, this this uh Thanksgiving Day matchup now becomes it's huge of the, the utmost importance importance for two truly terrible teams
0: i would bet on if people didn't watch a youtube show and were listening to this instead i would bet on washington plus three
1: <laughs> i uh, would not well, yeah i don't i don't think so do you want a fun Thanksgiving fact or t- do you not want a fun thanksgiving sure, fact? turkey is this
0: a against a spread number for favorites over the last 10 years
1: uh over the past four years favorite teams are 11 and one straight up hmm mm. Well, let's see,
0: let's see what the line closes at, because I think Washington might be favored by the time the line closes. You think they're going to pull three points? Favored? It's in Dallas, right?
1: Who, who cares? Andy Dalton cares. Andy Dalton cares about pressure. It's a revenge game. Andy Dalton's going to throw seven touchdown passes against I don't Washington.
0: I think that's going to happen.
1: Okay. I will tell you, though, Washington only put up 20 points on a bad Bengals defense. So, And they were losing until Burrow came out. Until Burrow came out. So, I mean... They are not Well, a good team. unfortunately,
0: they do have the Cowboys this week, so that'll probably change. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lions, Panthers. Oi, they. This may <laughs> have been. This Matt is a pa-
2: low point in a low. <laughs> <era>.
0: <laughs> it's Ryan it's like, rant. How did. It's like certainly didn't expect to get to week 11 in 2020 and have it be the low point in Matt Patricia's tenure as Lions head coach. But. I didn't even this is look. like when you see, like, he this lost, clip. he didn't score any points.
2: This is like when you see a clip of a car going off a cliff and it hits like every branch you're like, Oh my God, they're, they're dead. <laughs> and they roll over and then, it explodes. And then they catch on fire <laughs> and they, and they get to the bottom and you're like, okay, that's the low point. No, a boulder falls out of the sky
0: and hits them. That's what happened today. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty spot on.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Matthew Stafford, 18 of 33 for 178 yards. Adrian Peterson, Led the team in rushing with seven carries for 18 yards. P.J. Walker was starting for the Panthers, and he carved. I mean, he didn't. He looked great. He had the
2: one bad interception, um, I think, in the end zone.
0: He but. he had a lot of energy out there. He wasn't as bad yeah. as people thought. Uh, Mike Davis, 19 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown. D.J. Moore had a big game, seven carries. Or seven catches, 127 yards. He also attempted a pass and had one carry for 21 yards. Curtis Samuel, eight catches, 70 yards and a touchdown. They just spread it around. Joe Brady's offense is great. It you have to be excited if you're a Panthers fan that they they, they
2: had lost five in a row, I think, coming into this yep. game. Yep. But you still got the sense that okay, they're all on this in this together, and never. Well, worth pointing out uh, when I. I mean, the Panthers dropped, are just miles better than the Lions, right? Yes, they're young and they're eager to make their coach happy. It seems like, and the coach seems to have a good relationship. Uh, I was driving to to Connecticut this weekend, and I listened to um, part of uh, Daniel Jeremiah's and Bucky Brooks' podcast. What's it called? Right. Move uh, the sticks. Move the sticks. And they had Dan Orlovsky on, and they were asking him about one of his favorite coaches. His favorite coach in the NFL, he said, was Jim Caldwell because Jim Caldwell was really good at relating to players. And we've heard stories about how Matt Patricia sometimes struggles with that, based on what players have said at the end of seasons. And I think that's a huge part of it. Maybe Matt Patricia is much better at X's and O's. He's a defensive guy, Cowboys offensive guy. I don't know, but I think uh, and Matt Rule seems to get
1: this pretty. Easy. Matt Patricia is a defensive guy, and he couldn't stop an XFL quarterback.
2: That's that's right, and his players reportedly aren't crazy about him. Whereas, I think a big part of being the head coach is, you know, being like a a, a middle a middle school teacher where you have to get the kids all to to do everything that you want to do and find a way to do it, and everyone's happy.
1: You guys are gonna love this. Only two coaches have been shut out this year. Matt Patricia and Adam wait, wait, wait,
2: wait. Gase. Oh, I was trying to guess the other one. I I, I would have done this. Oh, I gave it
1: away. It's Adam Gase. <laughs> Who shut them out? What a list to be on.
0: Who, Who shut the out the Jets?
1: Out? Uh, I think the they lost 24 0. Was it Dolphins? I think it was Dolphins. Yeah, it was the Dolphins. Wow. Um wow. Does
0: Matt Patricia get fired before the season's over?
1: I mean, what's the rush? Ah. <laughs> I- like
0: who, I mean, are you, who
2: are you
1: bringing like in? You can't fire him before the Thanksgiving this week. Game. You can't fire him before Thanksgiving. You got three days. And you, you can't you fire gotta... him
0: on Thanksgiving. That would be the worst Thanksgiving day.
1: What? Yeah, you fire him the day after on Friday.
2: Who do they play? They play the Texans. It's
1: Black Friday. That's uh, yeah.
0: It's like Black Didn't Monday thing with it's Black Lane Friday. Kiffin happen on Black Friday. So the no, Raiders. No. No. I feel like there's always the NFL news that drops on like that. Fr- I feel like we always like, I'm I, like for like years I've been like in a car. With my parents, like banging yeah, out an article on a hot spot. What's that?
2: You're taking laps from North Carolina on that. Project.
0: No, no, no. Back, in, back when I was did t- father. Oh. Like I, now I'm driving and I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, just leave me alone. But I'm saying like, I always remember like banging out articles in the car with my parents, like <laughs> in the back, like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, right. and Dominic can Sue, fine 15 grand or something. You oh, know. that's right.
2: Because that's when he kicked yeah. Aaron Rodgers in the nuts.
0: No, he, st- he, came- he remember he stomped on uh, somebody's face.
2: Something to Aaron Rodgers, and then he kicked another Packers. T.J. Lang, maybe somebody in the old.
0: There were multiple mm-hmm. incidents on Thanksgiving. That's right.
2: Um, yeah. But it, anyway, I don't think you've. I don't know if there's a rush to fire sure. Why? Like,
0: I think. I think if it's, I think that for the Lions, and remember our our girl Stony uh, Martha Ford stepped down from her primary position as like chairman and CEO or whatever it was, and now her. Granddaughter is in charge, I think. So, her daughter, or her, her, yeah, her daughter. Yeah. So, but that's a little weird in the sense that, um, you know, like, or is that, like, is that your first move? Because, uh, but well, I guess I think you're also going to have to fire Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. I don't think it's a, all right, Bob, go find somebody else. It's like, nah, you, you can Jim Caldwell after a nine win season and hired this astronaut engineer <laughs> who can't. Who just got s- skull bleeped and by the every Panthers. conceivable
2: way. This is a much worse off franchise than they were.
0: Yes. He just I got one
1: one area that they're better in. It's almost like Patricia was trying a torpedo franchise so they could eventually get number one pick because he thought he was going to be there for 15 years. Like this is insanity how horrible they've been.
0: Yeah, it's bad. A ladybug has just showed up in my office. That good, That's good luck. The, the, well, the lion should change their name to the Ladybugs. <laughs> oh, he's flying around now. That's crazy. Um he might light on my hat here in a minute. Uh, oh, this is weird. They're harmless. Just don't them. No, it. I love ladybugs. They're great. Uh Lane's on me. It's good luck. I need some. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. Um, uh, I do think that he's on the computer. I do think that the Panthers I think I, I just I I think if you're the Panthers, each game has provided more and more reason for optimism about the future of your franchise. Whereas if you're the Lions, each game has provided more and more pessimism about the future of your franchise.
2: And the Panthers did this with no Teddy B and with no Christian McCaffrey.
0: Right. And if you, take, if you take out Kenny Galladay from the Lions, apparently their offense is non-functional. DeAndre Swift wasn't out there. You burned two second-round picks on running backs from the SEC in the last two years. Matthew Stafford is – you were basically setting his whole career on fire with two playoff appearances. I mean, it's just you – know, wh- where do you go over the Lions? Like, why, do you, why, do you, why would you feel good about the future of your franchise if you're the Lions? You can't.
1: I don't think they do. Yeah, they definitely don't. That's, that's probably fair. Point. As a matter of fact, at Thanksgiving, people should be thankful that they are not Lions fans. That,
2: what that you should be thankful for if you are a
0: Lions fan? The Thanksgiving football kind of stinks.
1: That your team always plays the early
0: game, so you get it out of the way. That's Lions-Texans followed by... The, I'm telling you that Dallas game is going to be awesome. There's a chance Lions-Texans is fun. Deshaun Watson on CBS. If we get Galladay back... back yeah, I know. It's on CBS. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Tony Romo, Jim Nance. Enough
2: with this game. What else we got?
0: Jets, Chargers, last game. Flying right through. Well, we're not flying right through. Long. Hour and a half right now. Jets and the Chargers. The Chargers. I don't know why I suddenly veered off course. But anyway, the Jets did cover. What am I talking about?
2: Yeah, but the Chargers were up 31-13. Before that, they were up 21-6, I think. Not great. And they pulled the Chargers. The only difference was that they were playing the Jets, and the Jets can't overcome. Yeah.
0: The Jets scored... Three, uh, two fourth quarter touchdowns. Oh no, sorry, a safety, a touchdown from Chris Herndon, who showed up out of nowhere and had a, a Frank or a two. They had uh, three touchdowns in the second half to kind of close it back up. But Justin Herbert was awesome again, thirty-seven to forty-nine. Hello, three hundred sixty-six yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, sixteen catches, one hundred forty-five yards in a score. Mike Williams, four catches, seventy-two yards in a score. Hunter Henry also got a touchdown. Denzel Mims was pretty good for the Jets. Joe Flacco completed fifty percent of fifty percent of his passes for two hundred and five yards, and Frank Gore, despite rumors to the contrary, was still the lead back for the Jets. Uh, the Chargers three and seven now. The Jets zero oh and ten.
2: If the Chargers were in the NFC East, they would be minus like five hundred. <laughs> right? Division, yeah.
0: Well, the Chargers were in the NFC East, they'd probably be like five and five or six and four.
2: Well, their losses are to
0: good teams usually.
2: Yeah, that, but I mean they've lost so many one score games in a row. But uh, again, I'll do it anyway uh, as I usually do. Sorry, Justin Herbert, you're the best.
0: That haircut sucks, but you're 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 the best. Boy, it's just not trending in my direction. I the think.
1: Jets are three and one against the spread in the last four games.
0: You know that something funny. Adam
2: Gaze should use that as an argument not to
1: get fired. Like, they're inching towards that first win. That's what if that's like,
0: happen? like they announced a contract extension to like Adam Gase? <laughs> <laughs> it's like with three <laughs> and one against the spread in the month of November. Well, the crazy <laughs> thing is, the uh, the
1: Browns went one and 15. I think their only win that year was against the Chargers. Hmm. Like, the Chargers are the one team you want to face Christmas Eve because they all, yeah, 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 the, the Christmas Eve win. So, you always go full chargers and i'm sure the jets adam gase has probably shown him film like guys i'm not i know i don't usually coach you any weeks but i'm definitely not coaching this week we're just gonna let the chargers beat themselves because that always happens and that almost happened literally the first possession of the game the jets blocked a chargers punt and it was just like oh my god the jets might win this game because they're making these ridiculous plays the chargers are doing chargers thing and then you know the, the the chargers go up 31 13 everyone stops paying attention to this game and then all of a sudden Joe Flacco and the Jets have the ball at the Chargers' 32-yard line, and it's 34 to 26, and there's two and a half minutes left. And it was like, oh my God, if the Jets score here, they're going to tie this game up. Uh, but then they didn't because they're the Jets. So Yeah, and
2: you skipped over the part where Joe Flacco threw a perfect 50-yard bomb to Brashad Perryman. That, I mean, it looked like Russell Wilson throwing the ball to DK Metcalf. And, and for flashes, there's also reports like they couldn't figure out in the telecast whether Adam Gase is taken over play calling duties or from Dahl Loggins,
0: <laughs> which is like the most Adam Gase. Oh, we're winning. Give me the sheet. Just give me the sheet. Well, you heard what you heard what's, what he said afterwards, right? What did he say? He said, so he's like, no, 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 dole, dole. By the way, Dahl, Loggins. Dahl is calling the plays, but he calls the plays and then gives them to Gase. And then Gase then relays them to the quarterback. So that way, if Gase wants to overrule it, he can do that. That's annoying. Dude, you're, right. you haven't won a game. Yeah, you're zero and ten. You're like, ah, you know, what we need more me. <laughs> let's more, more layers
2: of complexity.
0: Yeah, let's let's have a let's have you be a middleman while you're trying to manage the game.
2: He's literally a middleman.
0: <laughs> it's insane. Remember when Prisco called him the next Belichick?
2: Yeah, you bring it up every week. Every week, I have to apologize for Justin Herbert. We should have Pete on every week to talk to read off that little passage he wrote.
0: Oh boy, the Justin it's Herbert. It's always thing. fun to bring up though. This Justin Herbert thing is backfiring in my face pretty badly, and yours
2: everyone there's not one person out there that thought justin herbert based on what he
0: just didn't do this in oregon and he's great
2: i'm gonna say this every week as well if trevor lawrence plays like justin herbert as a rookie that will be a slam dunk great season for the jets
0: um herbert is now at burrow done herbert's runaway steamroll offensive rookie of the year right yeah and in fact is um, there any would justin herbert be doing this with the Bengals?
2: no uh breach you might you might Agree or disagree? But I think the off the line is the big. Like, if Burrow was playing in the, for the Chargers, it, 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 he would be even better than he's
0: been. I mean, the weapons are really like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, or, or Hunter Henry, Henry? Are, Henry. Yeah, yeah, are really good. I. It's weird because Anthony Lynn probably isn't a good coach, but they've managed to set things up in a way that Justin Herbert is flourishing, and that you have to. I mean, like that's coaching. Yeah, I don't know if he's not a good coach. He makes like sp- they, they lose a lot of close games.
2: They that that's true, uh, without doubt. But I I mean I he's not Matt Patricia Adam GaSe territory. No,
1: no. Um, is there any way he loses his job if they go like four and twelve?
0: Uh, there's gonna be some conversations. Four and twelve is possible if they can uh, uh, six they win and seven ten. games like like that'll he. I mean, if they go six and ten, and they lost a one score game to the Bucks and Chiefs. I don't think he's
2: getting fired. Yeah, I don't know. I have no conception of it. Six and ten means I have to get four and two.
0: They could, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've been in these games. Yeah,
2: they, they got to learn how to finish. Maybe this, maybe the Jets are the one to get them over the hump in terms of finishing.
0: Uh, coming down, ooh, coming down the stretch, they have the Bills, Patriots. Falcons, Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs.
2: Yeah, there's three wins in
0: there. Hmm.
1: They could give all those teams. Tri- I could see them
0: winning any any one of those games except Kansas. Should have City.
2: beaten the Chiefs the first time, but I mean, we could say that about every other team on that schedule
0: too. I mean, you just should have lost the 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 Broncos. That was a terrible loss. So their wins are. <laughs> Do you know what their three wins are? Uh, all bad Jets. teams. The Jets. The Jaguars and the Bengals. The three worst the three teams, three in, worst teams in football. The Chargers, are, yeah. But they they lost by three to the Chargers. How did they lose to the Panthers? Crazy. They lost by seven to the Buccaneers, three to the Saints in overtime, five to the Raiders. I mean, they, they just won to the Broncos. Like, they could easily be seven and three. Yeah. All right. All right.
1: Brenton, the charter, the Panthers' loss was like the one loss where they got manhandled.
0: I don't. And the Dolphins, they got manhandled by the Dolphins too. Yeah, they did get Last manhandled week. by the Dolphins.
2: All right, let's not get stuck on this. Okay.
0: Winners and losers. Wilson, we'll start with you. Who's your winner for the week? My winner is gonna be. May not want to say it in that fashion. Yeah, that's
1: not a great accent to you. It's not. An adult entertainment.
0: Yeah. My podcast.
1: Uh, You know, what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Drew
0: Locke. That's the second year in a you said weeder, by the way.
2: I know, right? Uh, they won a huge game against the uh, Miami Dolphins, and Drew Locke actually showed some moxie. Can I use that word? And um, he struggled at first at the interception, came back and, and played relatively well. Um, nothing earth shattering, but outplayed uh, the other young quarterback on the other side of the field. And while at four and six, the Broncos are out of it, uh, I think it's at least an encouraging sign that, that Drew Luck is trending somewhat in the right direction.
0: Okay.
1: Breach? My winner is my Wiener. the NFC East. Ah. And you know what? Every team is horrible, but it doesn't matter because they all have a chance to get to the playoffs, even though they all only have three wins. And when your team is trash, four of them, but you still have this hope that, you know what, we can still make the playoffs. That is actually pretty cool. Uh, you know, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Washington fans probably aren't too proud of their team this year, but all four teams, one of those teams is going to the playoffs, guys. One of those teams.
0: Uh, My winner is uh, Frank Reich slash Phillip Rivers. Colts, basically.
1: That's Seven right. and
0: three. They were down big to the Packers. And it felt like. Because we'd already seen Tennessee beat Baltimore. So you know Tennessee's seven and three. You know that Cleveland has moved to seven and three. You know, you know that you're not going to catch more than likely Pittsburgh or Kansas City. Uh Buffalo's on by this week. Is that right? Yep. But they're seven and three. And it looked like Indy was going to go to six and four. And it's not like you're dead at six and four because you have the Titans coming up this week, but at six and four. I, I really think that that win over the Packers is going to prove enormous for Indianapolis. It's a quality win over a really good team. You know, you were a barely favorite. It's a coin flip game. Um, they got Jonathan Taylor, who came in and really, like, showed us something. Like, maybe he can be a factor down the stretch. The defense is legit. They can make adjustments. Um, Phillip Rivers banged up. We'll have to see about that foot injury. But seven... It, it, the you know, We talk about the NFC and how... It's like are these seven teams there's drama in the east in the afc i mean there's nine teams that can make the playoffs and i i don't think you can throw denver or new england in there anymore no, but cannot. i'm just saying that you know you could you can win nine games and not make the playoffs and if you're six and four you're the chargers in six and four sort of panic a little bit and that tennessee game maybe becomes a must win and now you feel like you have a little bit of time to breathe you go out there try and beat the titans and uh see what you can do how about a loser wilson
2: Ravens. It's good one. they're not 6 and 4. They're no longer in the playoff mix at the playoff end of today. Dot dot dot. Lamar Jackson I don't know what to make of him. They've had injuries on defense. They have no one to throw the ball to outside of Mark Andrews. You're doing your Adam Gates impression watching the Ladybug. <laughs> <He's>
0: going <laughs> nuts. He's doing Adam Gates. Like...
2: But uh yeah, so the Ravens, they 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 can make up for it quickly in thir- on Thursday night in Pittsburgh, but if they lose that game then the Steelers have clinched the, the AFC North. So, they have A lot of work to do and not much wiggle room.
1: Uh, My loser is, of course, the Cincinnati Bengals. The franchise is cursed. And I don't care if you wanted to see Joe Burrow bench to keep him healthy. You don't want to see your star quarterback tear his ACL uh, and then have to wait seven months to see how he bounces back. So the Bengals
0: and I tear up. You definitely wouldn't take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow if you did it again, right? Nah. I don't think I would.
2: Okay. Because I mean if, if you can put them on um a team with a good offensive line, I'll take Joe Burrow. I like Justin Arbert though, clearly. I have to apologize every time I mention his name. I mean Burrow's <laughs> been fantastic.
0: Uh my loser. So many losers that you could pick out from this slate. But uh I think you gotta go with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh
2: good. I'm glad you did that.
0: I mean, you got the cow- you got a terrible Cowboys team. In Dallas, they can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. Go down there, score a bunch of points, beat them. You know, you move to five and five. You have the Jaguars and the Panthers coming up. You get to seven and five and you're back in the playoff mix. And now you are four and six. And the only hope you have for making the playoffs is if Roger Goodell magically trans- like, uh, moves you to the NFC East. So you're banged. So the Vikings are my losers. And that is the show. Tidy little hour and 50-minute recap of week 11. Thanks, as always, to listening. Be back uh, Monday morning for a preview of Monday Night Football. We'll recap Monday Night Football. Have shows all week long, and then recap Thanksgiving.